He didn't want it's legal. He wants want us to be live. Soon. I'll be live. I'm all day live, baby. Let me just share this along. 24 seven. Is that what that, that is? Hold on. What's that? Are you whispering? Matt's whispering. Is oh, the, you wear a is fucking the podcast you whisperer. You wear a Jay White shirt. He fucking left. That's Matt, better. quit the show, everyone. Oh, wait, there he is. He's back. Why is he, why is he leaving? He didn't leave, did he? No. Oh, there he is. I was following the stream, which is about 10 seconds behind what we're doing. So good to see you decided to come back. I didn't go anywhere. I had to move so you could see Daryl behind me. Daryl. Daryl. Strawberry? Oh, Hiromu's cat. Daryl, he finally showed up. What? You don't know. Daryl, Hiromu's cat. Come on. You guys are the fucking worst. Daryl. Take your word for it. Really? Really? Well, we've got Daryl's cat. We've got Watts joining us later. We've got Rocky Romero joining us. Oh, yeah. It's not Daryl's cat. It's Hiromu's cat. And Hiromu named his cat Daryl. His name is Daryl. You never saw Daryl? He looks like a Daryl-like to me. Don't hate on Daryl. I hate you and Daryl. How do you like them? Out? That it seems very aggressive, sir. We got so much great wrestling to discuss, and you're fucking playing with Daryl's cat. No, I'm not playing with Daryl's cat. Daryl is the cat. What's wrong with you? Uh, do we need to start posting cat assholes for this episode? Da, 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 da. I'm very excited about this cat. Well, good. Good for you. See, it's got a little Japanese thing, a little Japanese tag. Hello, I'm a kitty cat. That's just another cat. <sighs> it's not just another cat, people. This is Daryl. We're going to talk to Rocky Romero about Daryl. He's oh, gonna... oh, I get it now. He's going right. to school you fools on Daryl. I, I know Daryl now. We got picks. We got AEW full gear. We got oh, power yeah. struggle. We got, we got more picks to make? No, we got picks that we made that we got to talk about, you hand job. Do we, you fucking fuckface? And that's all next with Daryl. Ah, on the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast, episode number 506. Oh, baby. The following is a presentation of the Shining Wizards Network, broadcasting live on RantiumRadio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at ShiningWizards.com. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Get our merchandise at Merch.ShiningWizards.com. Shop at Amazon at Amazon.ShiningWizards.com. Become a patron at Patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. And now, enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Eddie Kingston, Jakar's Grand Champion. And I'm you listen to my people's at Shining Wizards Podcast, ShiningWizards.com. What's up? Fuckers! I have a small dick. Whoa! How dare you? God damn Ladies and gentlemen, the Shining Wizards.
episode 506. We got Watts tonight. We got Rocky Romero tonight. We got Matt drinking something and Kevin disappearing. It's the Shining Wizards. Once again, live on the Facebook, where, of course, it's Wrestling Talk. And talk about wrestling. I'm Tony. I'm Matt. A-J-G. I like it. What's going on, boys? Oh, living the dream, buddy. Living the dream, my man. Oh, Matt, you're stealing, you're stealing my mustache gimmick. What's going on over there? No, no, not stealing any any gimmicks. I uh, it, I sometimes I I let my facial hair get like way out of control, and I have to really trim it. It's like a Harley Race Triple H type thing you got going on there. That's just. I think it's just the lighting. There's full hair there. It's. No, not, not, not under the chinny chin chin. There's not. That's a Triple H evolution cut right there, buddy. Ugh. Oh yeah, Kevin. I'm gonna. I want to let you know. It takes a, a very brave man to go on any type of video wearing a Jets hat. So I tip my cap to you, sir. Got to support the team, my man. I was gonna. Have, I was gonna go full blown uh, hoodie, but I decided that would be too much, and it'd be too much of a invitation. To get criticized, so I went with the the winter hat, even though it's eighty degrees outside. So, I, I think it's at a point where we you can't you just kind of feel bad for the Jets fan. Listen, we're used to it. It's our life. It's our life story. I feel bad for you. I mean, you got a nice little win yesterday with your uh, fins up Dolphins. Two a baby. It's two a time. He's two and zero. Oh. How you doing yeah. over there, Doctor Donk? T Donk. Killing like a villain without my penicillin, my baby. Oh God! What a hack! Wow! What a rap! What a what a rhyming lyric! Yeah, uh, you're, you're a jazzing fool. I'm doing well, gentlemen. How are you? What are you? Fucking- oh, see, we we already talked about it, T Donk. You gotta you- give, give us the real deal. Give us the scoop. Give us some outlandish story, T Donk. Outlandish, outlandish story. Yeah, what are I you fucking Doctor Zeus tonight? You're gonna rhyme all your words. Dr. Zeus? Dr. Seuss. <laughs> nope. You said Dr. Zeus. It's very funny. Hey, Hold Zeus on, Kevin. You started the whole podcast. You had the fucking microphone like six feet away from you. Oh, yeah. You sound much better. No, thank you. Dr. Zeus. What's wrong? What's wrong hey, with Dr. Zeus? Oh. Hogan. <laughs> Dr. Zeus. Here's my Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. I wish I had my lawnmower. I would shave the Z in the side of my head. <laughs> the ZZ. I'll cut you out of you. Show you all the black stuff you got in there. That's all right. Matt already has one on his face. What's uh? How come he goes from Zeus to D-Gangster? They couldn't find a better gimmick for him, a better name? Z-Gangster. Yeah. And listen, they also named one of they also named Jesus oh, God. the ultimate solution. So, you know, these aren't the greatest fucking people naming. Look at the history of characters being named in WCW. And you're worried about Z Gangsta. I think that's on the shorter end of like bad gimmicks. Didn't uh, they change? Didn't they do like a running change with his name? The ultimate solution? Yeah. Like the, the ultimate weapon or some yeah. nonsense like that. Like, yeah. yeah. Matt, do you remember what that was from? What? When those guys showed up in WCW. Was that part? Was that with Master P's people? See, with Master P's people. Oh no, you're way off. You're way off. That was the alliance to end Hulkamania. With uh, the Dungeon of Doom and company. Yes, sort and of. And Ric Flair and Art Anderson. Yes. Oh, God. 
Zeus three level, cage, the three level cage match. Of the 75 jabrones they brought in for that match, Ric Flair has to do the honors to the Hulkster. Good lord. Yeah, because they were saving Z Gangsta for another return bout down the road. Listen, what put the put the ultimate option. He could what, what he, you you never saw him again anywhere. Ever. He probably thought he was going to lose out on some Friday sequel money if Debo fucking had a job to the Hulkster. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. He's Hollywood type. Listen, he did a whole lot of job in elsewhere. I'll tell you what. Asian. Fucking Zeus the Human Wrecking Machine as a child scared the ever-living shit out of me. And I seriously thought that he was going to destroy Hulkamania. When he is on the fucking standing at the steps of the cage, when the Hogan's coming in for his match against the boss man... And he's just fucking pounding him on his back and a holster's on like a knee. I was like, oh, my God. You know, I, I kind of felt the same way. Of course, I'm a little older than you. However, with right. hindsight 2020 and all, Hulk Hogan gets his ass beat by Zeus and still figures out a way to beat the big boss man in a steel cage match, for Christ's sakes. Come you on. You see those forearms Dr. Zeus was laying in there? They weren't that, they weren't that great. I don't know, man. I heard during the filming of No Holds Barred, he was extra stiff. There was heat between them already. So, who would you rather face, Doctor Zeus or Rocky Balboa? Uh Hulkster did both. I feel like I'd rather face Rocky. Ooh. Well, I mean, are you are you Thunderlips? Are you Hulk Hogan, or are you just like yourself? You're Hulk Hogan in both scenarios. Okay, I would definitely want to face Rocky Balboa because until he gets those gloves off, as long as you're not tossing around, calling a meatball, I think you'd have a better chance of beating him rather handily rather than facing Zeus. But, you know, that's not a fair question because we got Hulk Hogan and Zeus, but we never really got... Did Zeus ever take a pin? No. Didn't Macho Man take the loss in the tag match? He may have. And in the Survivor Series match, Zeus got disqualified immediately for Zeus got for, disqualified. I but then they beat him up in the in the background in the in the in the backstage segment. No, wait a minute. Didn't they throw salt in Zeus's eyes? Isn't that how Hogan she, rolled him up? No. In the in the in the SummerSlam match, I don't know. But in the Survivor Series match, Zeus kept choking Hogan and until like all of his partners, like DiBiase and the powers of pain, had to try to pull him off. And then he got, he got disqualified. Like million dollar man would like do like the money sign, and then but in the back because Brutus was a survivor of his team with Dusty, and Hogan was the sole survivor in his match. But then afterwards, like Sherry came in and threw powder in the in the eyes of Brutus and Hogan, and then Savage and Zeus ran in to beat him up to set up the whole no holes barred pay per view slash movie deal. Yeah, the movie, the match. Yeah, the match in the movie. I have exactly. a Merry Christmas, but you're going to have an old Merry Christmas. The, the, Hulkster, <laughs> the Hulkster did pin Zeus at SummerSlam 1989 with the assist of the Sherry's loaded purse. That which, was uh, it. He, ah. right? he didn't need a leg drop. He just got a quick roll up like Hogan would do to The Undertaker. No, no. He hit him with a scoop slam and the leg drop after he hit him with the loaded purse. He did. I don't remember that. Neither do I. And I've watched that show a lot of times. <laughs> Man, Zeus, Doctor Zeus taking the pin, and then they did the cage match at the No Holds yeah. Barred, the pay per view, not the movie. Oh, the match! It wasn't SummerSlam. The cage match was the paper, the match in the movie. All right, yeah, that's right, that's right. 
I SummerSlam have, starting off hot with two tag main events. I have the No Holds Barred DVD release that came out a couple of years ago. And if I'm not mistaken, I think the match is on the DVD. I'd have to go look at it during the break, but I'm almost positive that match came with the DVD set, which makes sense. It, it definitely makes sense because they, they hyped it up as one entity at the time. It was like, watch the match, get stay for the Was it watch the movie, stay for the match? I was only six years old. So. Yeah, it was the movie, the match. You watch the movie and then they, they showed the match, which was taped like a week yeah. at a time or something like that. But it came out just in time for Christmas. So it was like a holiday kind of. Imagine being that big of a wrestling fan, like that you'd watch No Holds Barred and then stay for Hogan and Beefcake for Zeus and Savage. Well, don't forget. Go ahead, Matt. I would do that right now. <laughs> I would do it right now, too. That'd be a great outing once uh, the world opens up again. Well, you you those drive-ins. You also got to remember, too, at the time, there was no, I mean, like, renting movies on your cable box was in its infancy. There was no Netflix. There was no streaming. I mean, you had to go to Blockbuster to get videos. So it was kind of a big deal, like, to rent the movie and then get the match included with it, you know? Yeah. It's like oh, a little like, mini pay-per-view with a bonus film, theatrical release. Getting to see the Hulkster, daddy. And, God, you know, it's so ridiculous how popular he was. You know, in the cage, Hogan pinned him, too. Oh. They didn't escape. Uh, Beefcake and Savage both escaped, leaving it to be Hogan against Zeus. And then Hogan hit three, three leg drops to get the oh, victory. Oh, oh. Three, wow. three leg drops. Oh, oh, oh. That's called learning something new every day. That That's you called burying. You know what? It was. De- it had to have been at that point that they knew they weren't going to go with Hogan versus Zeus at WrestleMania. They had to have. Otherwise, they never yes, he- would have buried Zeus at that point. And that's ridiculous that that was ever, that was ever a possibility. Like, think about that. Hogan Zeus at WrestleMania six. That's that's where we are, right? That's the timeline, right? Yeah, yeah. to ninety would be WrestleMania six. Yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. They dodged a bullet with that. Yeah, but I don't know if they dodged uh, much. I don't know if they they suffered through another uh, different, better bullet doing Hogan versus Warrior. But you know, we've discussed that. Yeah, but as times. T-Donk, as fans, though, there's no there's no match. And at the time, you didn't get the babyface, babyface match. Like, at that time, like, from the Rumble on, like, there was no more anticipation for a match. Maybe, if I go out on a limb and say maybe, oh, God, Rock Hogan, maybe we haven't seen such an anticipation, and ironically, both in Toronto. Yeah, fa- no, fair enough. The only question you always have to ask with Hogan and Warrior was, then what? They never planned for what was going to happen after WrestleMania yeah. 6. They really didn't. Yeah. They back Rick Rude. You know what I'm saying? Like, Hogan Hogan didn't go out as a defeated babyface. Hogan went out to another babyface. Now, had Hogan, I don't know, had, yeah. had he had lost to somebody that was dev- devilishly heelish, you know what I'm saying? And then the Warrior wins the title, overcoming the heel the way Hogan always did. Maybe it would have been different. And 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 we talked about this to death too about how even though Hogan like didn't he went away for a little bit, but he stuck around. Like his oh, feuds, he definitely stuck around. His feuds were more hyped than Warriors were. You know what I mean? Like the Hogan earthquake stuff was the main focus. Over overshadowed everything that Warrior had to do, and we talked about that for a long time. But who would you have put in there if it wasn't Warrior at the time? I, I don't oh. think it would have been Rude. Uh, I I would have done Rude. And, uh, Rude never screamed. Maybe it was just because when I saw him, he was already mid-card. Like, he he doesn't scream 
Hulk Hogan main event to me. Macho what King? Perfect. Perfect. No, I don't see that either. Really? What about a return with Macho King? He gets his WrestleMania 5 win back. See, that's a Mania main event to me. I would have done that. So have Macho beat him at, say, Royal Rumble and then let the Warrior win at WrestleMania 6? No, Macho Hogan rematch. Oh, you'd have Macho going to go over Hogan at WrestleMania 6. Sure, you could do like some cheapy finish where he uses the scepter on him. Actually, that would be cool because then you can have the arc go all the way to WrestleMania 7 and have Macho versus the Warrior at that point, maybe. Like title versus retire, like career? Yeah. Like Macho well, defends title. the title? Ooh. Yeah. And if he that can't beat the cool. Warrior, he retires or some goofy like that? Yeah, because Macho Man was retiring at that point anyway, wasn't he? I mean, so that was the game plan that Vince had all along, at least, to have the Macho Man retire. And you have you have Sergeant Slaughter coming back as this not and it was so funny when he came back he wasn't like this he wasn't supposed to be like this Iraqi guy he was just supposed to be anti like you know anti army or anti US and then it developed into the Iraqi stuff I think that was amazing television at that time it was so, and then you. The really funny thing was you listen to uh, stories lately. That was supposed to be Tugboat getting that job. Tugboat was supposed to be the. Iraqi I don't believe. I, the, the, Chief Tugboat. I don't believe that for, I don't care. I don't care how many times Bruce Pritchard talks about it or they talk about it. I don't believe for a second we were ever going to get Chic Tugboat. You don't think that's, you don't no, think don't get me wrong. I want, you, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I mean, I would love an action figure of Sheik Tugboat, but I don't, I don't think I'd ever want to see a character Sheik. How do you say toot toot in whatever language? I don't know what language they speak. I'm sorry. It's, but it, I mean, it's just so strange that. Farsi? Is that it? You think it, you think it would have been a rib? You think it's a rib? Like, you think Bruce just throws shit out there sometimes just to throw shit out there? I, but he's held to his guns about this. I know. It's not like he mentioned it once and just said, oh, no, no, Connie, that's, you know, that's, that's it. That's over. He said it. It was supposed to be Tugboat, but I still don't believe it. She Tugboat? T-Dog. Yeah, and, and the funny thing is when you look at these characters, like Sergeant Slaughter has always been known to be like a genuinely nice guy. But right. you know, Uncle Fred, I think, probably would be higher up on that list of nice guys. Could you imagine him going through his life at that time, like dealing with death threats to him, his family, like all the nonsense that Sarge had to put up with? That's a, that's a real tough position to put somebody like Uncle Fred in. I mean, Fred's a nice guy, but I wouldn't mistake his niceness for the ability to pound somebody into the dirt. Oh, sure enough. But still, you know, it's, it's also a situation where, you know, that, that, that's some rough shit where your family's getting death threats. I mean, you know, Sergeant Slaughter's talked about it for years, that it was a rough time. And they were like, you better, you, are you ready for it? And he's like, I thought I was, but he's like, how could you yeah, do and, shit like that? And, and the, the timelines are so like, they're not like wrong or skewed, but they're different in terms of when they decided to run with the, the Iraqi thing. Because like, like we said, like he didn't start that way. It wasn't supposed. Like it didn't seem like it was going to be like an Iraqi sympathizer thing. No, but but don't forget also too. You know, like the whole thing with Desert Storm, Desert Shield. That all kind of went rather rapidly in the grand scheme of things. Like right. that shit. Desert Shield was there for maybe a month or two going into going into January, and then by the time Desert Storm started, 
it was like over and done within a matter of weeks, you know? So now you've got this story like, hey, they're jumping and trying to strike while the iron's hot. I think by the time they even got to Royal Rumble, the fucking war was already over. Is that a fact? Is that real? That's how quick it went? Yeah, it was fast, dude. It was, it was, it was a lot of um, the troops came in and there were, there was a lot of surrendering because they didn't even want to fight. It was a complete shit show for the other side. Like it was pretty much like everybody just laid down their weapons. Like that's, that's I remember this dude. Cause I was still in high school. I was in high school, not still in high school. Like you guys oh. were fucking little kids, but yeah, yeah, dude, it was like over and done like that. It was crazy how fast it was. That's crazy. I like, I, and I remember watch even as a kid, I remember watching it on the news and it, I mean, it made, you know, and I, really? and I don't hate, I don't hate that main event. Like Sergeant Slaughter, like, Sergeant Slaughter to me back then, and I, we're going deep into the weeds on this topic, which is awesome, by the way. But Sergeant Slaughter to me, like I was way young for his like first real GI Joe. Like, I mean, we know about it now. Slaughter. So the first time I really got introduced to Sergeant Slaughter was Mega Heel Dirtbag Slaughter. So he came across, other than slightly out of shape, you know, baldishy guy. He seemed like a main eventer to me, and it was, and that to me was a WrestleMania main event. It helped that you had, um, you know, Savage and Warrior there too. So it, it, I loved everything about that story, man. So that was so, good stuff. But we're gonna get to better stuff right now because oh yeah, the hotline is our first guest for the evening. There he is, Mr. Hey, Watts. How are you tonight, sir? Hey guys, uh, I was uh, for some reason my 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 Mac, my laptop here wasn't computing the anything so i'm on my phone didn't mean to be on my phone but this is how it is for right now until this mac figures itself out hey that's fine we're still figuring it out too man so it's all good it's all good how else you doing tonight aside from the technical issues good man um just uh getting getting the car work worked out a little bit uh other than that it's been a pretty relaxing day uh the weather's changing here so it's uh getting a little cooler which has been nice it's been it's been so dang hot uh it's nice getting a little break from that of course. Yeah, we've been uh, we've actually been getting some hot weather here ourselves. We had uh, we were dipping into the 30s last week and this past weekend. It's been up in the 70s. I think it even hit 80 yesterday and today. So, yeah, it's been getting gross. It's November, dude. Like leaves are outside. People are putting pumpkins and stalks and stuff in front of their house. Get ready for Thanksgiving. And it's it's summer. That's right. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm so ready for it. I'm so ready for it. Uh, for those joining us via the the live rantiumradio.com, we were joined by Watts. Uh, you know him as Eric Watts, uh, but he is Watts. He's been on AEW Dark Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, um, United Wrestling Network. Uh, if you're like an old school, tough enough guy like Kevin is, uh, Mr. Watts here was on Tough Enough. Um, a lot to unpack, and I'm just going to get it out of the way now. There you go. There the United go. Wrestling Network Championship Tournament. They gave some yeah. cockamamie reason why you weren't involved last Tuesday night. They didn't really explain it so well. So from the horse's mouth, why did you get bumped from the tournament? Because I liked you as a dark horse. Uh, if I, I, you know, for those out there, they haven't seen your work. You're a big, strapping uh, bulk of a man. You move like a cat. Uh, I thought you were a shoe in for this tournament. And then they pulled the rug out from underneath you, which I thought was a bunch of horse shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, if we're just being honest, uh, it was a scheduling conflict. Um, wasn't any, any, reason in particular like as far as the heat wise or um i didn't get pulled for anyone else it's just a matter of uh 
it was just scheduling conflict. Just a little, it's a little tougher during when, when it's during the week. Um, so um, just a little scheduling conflict. There's no, 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 uh, no actual beef or heat. Just a matter of uh, just the date not being available. And so we've seen you on on AEW Dark. We've seen you on on Primetime Live. And I'm like, when I first saw you back, I'm like. I know this guy. Like, how yeah. do I know who this guy is? Yeah. And I'm sure you get this a lot. I'm sure you get it a lot. I had to like literally, literally go through Google, like every single, like watch, 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 watch. And I'm like, tough enough. So for those who may not be familiar, because you know, UWN is still relatively new. Yeah. Um, so for those who might not be familiar with you, can you update us on what what you've been doing since that time? tough enough like that's that's not that that's not that that close that's a long time ago yeah a while ago um yeah united wrestling network has been around for for a while um and honestly like essentially right after my run on tough enough i kind of went full steam ahead with united wrestling network and, okay and the number one uh like the flagship show is you know the championship wrestling from hollywood right. that's the show that's been around for over a decade Right. Um, in fact, we're uh, we just uh, shot our 500th episode um, this past weekend. So um, uh, I've been just kind of deep diving into that, getting invaluable TV experience, uh, building something cool with a lot of my friends. Uh, lots of guys who uh, you see on TV now got um, their start, you know, here at United. Um, so it's nice to to be able to see all that stuff happening and have it happen for myself as well. And, and and that's that's amazing. And I, I may have misspoke in terms of the duration of how long it's been around, but in terms of in this day and age where you see so many different wrestling networks being streamed and and, and this and that, it's it's available way more now than it has been in forever. So how does that make you feel in terms of your exposure and, and what you've been able to accomplish in that championship wrestling from Hollywood family? Man, honestly, dude, it's super. It's like I'm happy that you know it's you know we we live in that. The era of gifts, you know, gifs or however you want to, you know, you want to say it. I say gift. Some say gif. Um, we we live in the gift era, and like, and there's so many opportunities now. Where like when I started, um, you know, there wasn't. It was like PWG, WWE, and like TNA. Maybe New Japan was the big thing, but now there's like there's so many different companies that guys can go work, and it's so it's like such a better opportunity. It's so much better now than it used to be um so uh no it's been i i feel like it's been great for me this past few years especially um kind of uh you know jumping in that wave that's a momentum that's been carrying indie wrestling you're talking about momentum and i know uh it's kind of confusing and, and i'll apologize for kevin but when you see united wrestling network and you see now like primetime live it's just it's kind of like correct me if i'm wrong everything kind of under the dave marquez banner we're like now, like this whole primetime live. It's like, yeah, it's championship wrestling from Florida, but you guys are also uh, even bringing in, you know, other promotions as well, including the National Wrestling Alliance. I mean, right. is kind of on the right track with that. Right. So, so primetime live is, in fact, a United branded show. Um, I know they um, United does work in partnership with NWA. Always has, probably always will. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, definitely like United. Hollywood, that's Marquez. Like, that's, you know, he's, he runs those. Those are his. Um, same with the championship wrestling from Arizona. You know, he heads under the United umbrella as well. Um, I think we have some stuff with Nevada coming up soon. Uh, I know uh, we have our show out in Memphis. Uh, um, just, it's a, it's a championship wrestling. And that's what, that's what it's called over there. And uh, yeah, so 
the United brand is expanding, uh, and we're getting guys in like 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 Chris Dickinson, yeah. um, guys like uh, you know Zicky Dice, you know, kind of really you know, um, kind of in your face, you know, guys who are blowing up in the Indies. Um, we're bringing those kinds of kinds of guys in now, which I think is really good for for the brand. So let's talk about those guys for a second. I mean, I've been I've been all in with uh, Primetime Live from the first episode, so I'm familiar with the fact that uh, you got to work with Eli Drake in one of the earlier episodes. Uh, you were actually involved in the tag match with the Pope against uh, Zicky Dyson and Effie, and you guys are getting some some huge exposure now because of the fact that this this show weekly is on pay-per-view and it's actually at a great price point where a lot of people can, you know, eh, what's going on. Let me check out primetime this week, you know, like throw down the 10 bucks or I've been getting the package deals. Cause I kind of like, the it's same just eight thing. bucks. Yeah. It's cheap. Exactly. Yeah. Like honestly, like uh, I know lots of people turn their noses up at the idea of playing, you know, eight bucks a week to watch wrestling, but it's like, think about it back when things were normal, you know, you people would spend hundreds of dollars at wrestling shows between merch and food and, you know, beers or whatever. Um, and they do that two or three times a week, you know, for multiple shows. So it's like eight bucks a week, you know, during a pandemic isn't really going to hurt, you know, the bottom line too much. Uh, so I think it's, I think it's a cool, I think it's a good business model. And I think it's been great for all of us just getting to wrestle that pay-per-view, um, just getting that experience because, uh, with Hollywood and Arizona and everything else, it's all, it's all like pre-taped, you know, recorded, nothing's live. So, you know, primetime live has forced everyone to up their game because, you know, you know, the proof's like right there. Like there's no cutting, there's no editing, there's no, you know, saving it. You know, if you blow it, you blow it, you know? So uh, it's, it's, it's nice having that, having that extra pressure. We're on the line with uh, Eric Watts at dark Darth. Jesus. I can't, <laughs> can't talk. never every it's every, it's like re, without fail. Every episode, I say someone's okay. name wrong. <laughs> so don't, don't take it personally. I'm just an idiot. Uh, at Darth Watts on the Twitter machine, at the Big Watts on Instagram. Give him a follow. We're talking all things uh, Eric Watts and the name Eric Watts. How often do you get uh, the uh, the you know? Oh, you're you're not related to the Bill Watts and the Eric Watts right. from the '90s, are you? Right. I think I think people know the answer to that question. Like <laughs> while they're like while they're asking it, they 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 know. It's like all right, sure, get it out, get it out. It's like I bet like. Uh, like the Allstate, uh, the Allstate dude. Whenever he's checking out at a, at a supermarket, there's always gonna be people there who be like, "Say it, say it, say Allstate, say, it, say you're in good hands." You know what I mean? Like it's just they just want to hear me say it. You know, like uh-huh. no, it's not my dad. But uh, yes, that is actually my legal name. That is my name. I'm my dad's name was Eric. Also, um, so Eric Watts is my name. I, I tried my hardest to get away from the Eric part, but when Tough Enough came out, that kind of re- re- revealed my actual first name and then um uh and just doing other stuff here and there like people just people haven't forgotten that my name is eric you know but i try to when i wrestle it's just watts all caps well you're definitely uh in my opinion i think you're a lot better than the other eric watts so i'm just <laughs> well, gonna leave that there on the table kevin i know you wanted to ask something yeah, I, I, and this is I. We, we try to say we'll make it quick. We'll make it quick. We don't want to keep you all night, but every like every conversation like just brings up another question. Sure. Um, so you you did not quit from 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 tough enough, and you're obviously finding success in in wrestling. What what is it about it? Is the love of the business so deep in you that you just love it and you won't stop um, uh, for for anything, even though that that goal may have not come to fruition. Yeah, um, I think it's an inter- interesting time right now, especially because, uh, 
you're seeing lots more, uh, lots more places to work. Where I remember like 10 years ago, you know, once you hit like 28, you know, you're as good as retired because they weren't going to, WWE wasn't going to pick you up after 30, you've older than 30. I mean, that was the official rule, but that was kind of like the understood, like everyone kind of knew like 30 years was the kind of benchmark. Um, but, uh, but now it's like, um, you know, dudes are getting, you know, dudes are getting jobs later, later in their yeah. careers, which has been, which has been cool to see um, for guys like me who've been grinding for for a long time and, you know, kind of, kind of flown on, under the radar. Um, lots of that my own doing. I, I did go back to college and finish my degree out um, after tough enough. So that kind of added, that kind of like pulled me a little bit under the radar a little bit because I, I wouldn't be able to wrestle as much and do as much because I wanted to finish that, that bachelor's out, which I did. Um, and then, uh, and then after that, we kind of just started hitting it, hitting it harder. And then now here, now, now here we are. If I, I feel like if 2020 didn't happen the way that it did, uh, things would be, things would look different for a lot right. of people right now. Well, what, Matt, one more for me, and then I'll let you guys uh, do your thing. Um, you got the tag team, uh, team up with the, with, with the Pope, uh, D'Angelo De Niro, Elijah Burke, uh, whatever you want to call, whatever you want to call him, who many consider probably one of the most, not the best kept secret, but probably the most underutilized guy in the, like, in the modern era of professional wrestling. Like, I think he's awesome. People a lot smarter than me think he's awesome. Eric Bischoff thinks he's tremendous. Um, what were your thoughts on working with uh, Elijah Burke, the Pope, and, and his talent and his contributions to this type, this, this, this product? Pope, um, Pope has been, you know, I remember him from back in the, the, the new breed or the new breed days of ECW. Oh, yeah. And uh, the dude, I mean, you hear this a lot. You hear this a lot. You 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 hear you you hear black don't crack. You hear that you know you look the exact same. You look the same day you did you know all these years ago. But when I tell you, this dude has not aged yeah. since two thousand and eight. Like, and he has abs, and he's just ripped to shreds, and he's still super duper athletic. Hasn't lost a single step. Like, it is insane. Um, so just seeing, and, and, and when you've been doing it as long as he has, you, there are certain things that, certain ways you move and certain things you kind of pick up on, you know, when you've been doing it, you kind of get in sync with wrestling in a different kind of way that someone, for instance, you know, who's been training for a couple of years just wouldn't be able to do. So just seeing different things, him seeing him do in the way he moves and the way he kind of carries himself, um, it's just, it's, it's, it was interesting. It was cool. Uh I have to ask because you mentioned it. <laughs> He's uh, it. Did you oh, just no. refer to the Pope and the new breed as under the ECW banner? W, it's look. It's not WWE, ECW Watts. Don't say WWE, it. WWE, the way the, the way I look at it is, if I owned if I owned a pair of shoes, and then you bought the pair of shoes for me, they are now your pair of shoes. He makes sense. So man. EC, so, so so it's ECW. It's not ECW. Any history that WWE decides to put on ECW counts as ECW because they own that shit. Yes, that's, that's yes! The, no, disagree. That's how owning things works. <laughs> like, yes, you, 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 you can't not. You can't just like. It's just it's theirs. All right, <laughs> so fun, we're so theirs. so we're one and one. Then I see these two idiots are celebrating. Don't forget, Teddy Long doesn't recognize it as ECW. So we got Teddy Long one and Watts one. This is serious competition, boys. I mean, you know, take Teddy Long's word. Take Teddy Long's word over mine. I'm no, 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 no! You know, you don't get a job to I'm, just giving, I'm just giving you. I'm just giving you my my understanding of, of how ownership works. And when you buy something, it's yours. That's oh, just you know. That's genius. 
By the way, Teddy Long is in his 70s, and dude's got abs. He showed us his abs when we talked to him a couple weeks ago. Not surprised. Not surprised. <laughs> I mean, look, if you were 70 years old and you had abs, you'd show everybody, too. I wish I had. I'm going to wear a shirt. Are you I'm not me? even 40, and I don't have abs. I'm not showing anyone anything. Keep this shirt on. <laughs> Uh, you mentioned uh, championship wrestling from Memphis. They just dropped their their um, their drive-in spooktacular um, where you wrestled Humongous. Uh, mm. Are you always because I know Miguel just cut a promo on you too. He's all mm. fired up about something. Are you always uh, pitted against the bigger guys because you are a bigger guy? I that didn't used to be the case, but it is now. Um, I think I'm able to move a little bit better than guys who are my size. So I think we can do compelling matches with, you know, me, me trying to outspeed or out maneuver a dude bigger than me. Um, because I've done, I've done a trillion matches with guys smaller than me. So it's nice to do something different. Yeah. You really got to show off your, uh, your athleticism, uh, in that tag match on AEW dark with, uh, with jungle, uh, jungle express, Jurassic, Jurassic, Jurassic express. express. I wow, might be having, I might be having a stroke. Great. Fantastic. <laughs> Um, Jungle boy, it's all good. But you got you and Ray looked awesome, and I know there's a history with you guys there in championship wrestling from Hollywood that involves a heavyweight title. And I don't want to get too, too much. I don't want to upset anybody, but you guys as a team was awesome, and it was. Everyone kind of knows what Dark is. Um, The way I look at Dark, though, it's a place for you guys to get noticed. And I thought you guys had an excellent showing. How did you get uh, the invite to go on down to Jacksonville? Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm real good buddies with uh, with Scorpio Sky, awesome. and um, and I've known I've known Chris Daniels for about nine years. Met, I met I met him like right after Tough Enough actually, and uh, we we've kept in touch lightly. Um, and then um, there was some interest interest on my end to go to Jacksonville, so we kind of just uh, put that together. And um, I didn't know Ray was going to be there until I saw the booking email. I was like, oh, there's Ray. That's cool. And then, uh, and that was actually Ray and I's first time tagging together. Um, we we'd never been on the same team, so it was it was uh, it was fun to be on the same side as, as him. And you know, obviously, you know, uh, Luchasaurus and and Jungle Boy, are two of the best, you know, athletically especially out there. Um, and uh, yeah, the match was a blast, man. I was glad I, I was able to have it. Do you think COVID aside, do you think that a concept like Tough Enough would be? watchable in 2020 2021 I, I think tough enough is watchable any year every year i think the fact that they're not making tough enough is a mistake i think um it would be especially interesting to see how they would do it in the covid times uh i think uh i think people will always want to see people's stories like people that's kind of the thing now people want to see the real person behind the wrestler like everyone's smart everyone's in on the gag like we people want to know what people are like in real life that's just the nature of humans and uh, I think tough enough every year would be a success, uh, but maybe it's a lot of work. I don't know. And do you, do you think that maybe another company could take advantage of the fact that WWE is not doing it and maybe produce something of their own, whether it's United Wrestling or whether it's AEW? Do you think that there's a market there for the product? I think there's definitely a market for for a tough enough for one for a major company. Absolutely, um, it's crazy to me that there there isn't a show like that right now. And this will be the last one for me, Matt. Tony, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, 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 recently, we, we just saw on uh, AEW um, Full Gear, we saw Don Callis from Impact there. 
And we've seen a lot of, of guys under this, this NWA banner, uh, guys and girls appear on AEW. And there seems to be a lot of uh, breaking down of boundaries between certain companies. Do you find that to be beneficial? And do you think we will see more of that in the future? I think it's amazing. I think, um, I think true to hard wrestling fans was one thing that I know they all do is they all fantasy book. And I think that like now more than ever, you know, we have potentially get some real fantasy matches going on between two rival promotions. You know, that's kind of like, I don't, I don't know how much fire pro you guys play, but like, it's, it's cool. It's cool having like all the different rosters and all different companies and all that. So like, I think, I think if other companies work together, it can only be beneficial for the business as a whole. So I, I've got two more for you, Watts, and I promise Matt, then I'll, then I'll wrap it. For no, you. you're good. You're good. You're good. This is right, going no, really well. No, cause I'd see him wanting to jump in and I know it's like, I, now I got more questions. Uh, so we're down to the final four to crown the, the new uh, UWN world champion. Um, who do you feel, who do you think has the inside track to win the thing? And who do you want to face for that championship? Well, um, momentum wise, uh, it's, it's hard for me to pick against Dickinson. Um, like, but as far as like feel good story wise, it's hard for me to pick against Mike Bennett. Um, I think that dude has been through so much stuff like over the last few years, uh, and most of it is is people on the internet tweeting at him, hurtful, you know, garbage type stuff. So um, uh, I think he he's kind of like my my head tells me Dickinson, but like my heart tells me Bennett. Who? Which which guy would you rather face for the championship? Because you know you're getting that title opportunity soon. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, man, it should be I, I'd be in I'd be in the finals, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> things didn't work out. But uh, I think. Uh, only because I've been seeing, I've, I've been kind of seeing him kind of kill everyone is a uh, is a uh, Dickinson. He uh, he uh, he's been just smashing. He's been tearing it up across across the country. Um, he's blown up. He's he he's blown he's blown up during a time where it's hard to blow up because of, of COVID and all the restrictions. So he's the guy. He's right now. He's the he's the match. He's the fight. Yeah, he's he seems to be the guy. Like uh, you know, it, it's great to follow like on AEW to see Eddie Kingston finally get his due, but. You know, then you look at a guy like Chris Dickinson, who's been grinding forever as well. And it's forever. nice, to see, you know, that, that he's finally getting his due as well. And exactly. what, what better place to see that than on pay-per-view on a Tuesday night, you know? Exactly. exactly. He, he, he and I have followed a, a similar path uh, as far as uh, running the Indies for, for a long time. So uh, he, uh, he's, he, he'd, be, he'd be the fight for sure. That, that, that'd be the story right there. Watts winning yeah. his first world championship against Chris Dickinson. I'm down. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> Tony, you said you had two, or was that everything, buddy? Well, that was that was the two. Who did he want to face, and who did he think was going to pull it off? Well, you stole there my you question, go. so I hope you're happy about that. I hope you sleep well tonight. Good. That means we're all on the same page. At least I didn't stutter during my question. You had the audacity, <laughs> oh, though. You had the audacity to wear a Zicky Dice t-shirt during this interview. Because he's outlandish. <laughs> he wasn't outlandish a couple weeks ago against Mr. Watts, though, was he? Listen, the Pope had his number. That is what it is. They had a hell of a match. It told a great story. Whoa, and Zicky whoa, Dice kicked whoa. short. Don't, don't sell our friend short here. The, not just the Pope. Watts had Zicky Dice's number, too. He put the boots to Zicky. Well, of course he did. You know, but uh, Zicky brought in the special weapon. Uh, he brought in Effie. I know sure he did. didn't help. He still wound up losing, but hey, you know. 
I'm glad I'm glad uh, Ziggy brought brought in Effie. I feel like they're a natural team. Hopefully, a team more. Yeah, they did work well together. They had some they had some interesting chemistry. I'll give them that much. Yeah. Still, still a little disappointed that Ziggy lost the TV belt, but at least he lost it to a good guy like the Pope. And it was a yeah. match. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that yeah. match a lot. Now, Mr. Watts, another uh, I got another question for you here before we wrap things up. Uh, NWA, UWN, uh, primetime tomorrow night, big tag title match. The shooter, Aaron Stevens, he's coming back after he got dicked over a couple weeks ago. And he's with the question mark. My question to you is, have you ever seen the question mark and Josephus in the same room? They're not the same person. Uh, they look exactly um, the same. No, uh, honestly, I haven't seen you or anybody else here in the same room. So as far as I'm concerned, you guys could be at the question mark. He, yeah, you know not. what? Who's? I think I might have the body for the question mark. I'm just, oh, definitely, 100%. I mean, yeah. And, and, and the question mark is a much better fighter than Josephus was. So yeah, I can't imagine they're the, same, they're the same guy. Yeah, I know. A little history with Josephus there at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, right? There is. He and uh, he and Tim Storm were uh, beefing for a little bit right before, uh, I think, like a like little bit before Power uh, started, Tim Storm and Josephus was the, that was like the big that blood feud going on. Yeah, Josephus won that, that what was that, the uh, empty arena match, right? Yeah, he did, he did. Oh, he did. He put all t- I, I, I think he put a tip to a table or something. something poor crazy. Tim Storm. The thing that, know, that poor man's been through. <laughs> Sweetest man, that's the sweetest man on the planet. And can nobody tell me otherwise? Tim Storm is a sweetheart. He needs to be treasured and, and protected at all costs. I think I think my favorite my favorite moment uh, during the uh, Carneyland experiment was the interview he did with his mother, sitting on the front porch together, talking about his career and his life and all that. That was some good stuff. Mama Storm. Mama Storm. She rules. Oh, Mr. Watts, it's been an absolute pleasure. We look forward to what uh, you do on the UWN and Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. I know you're not on primetime live tomorrow night. Hopefully uh, they announce something the week after, because I feel like we haven't, we've just started to get to know Watts for us on the East coast who haven't been super familiar with uh, championship wrestling from Hollywood and, and all the affiliates. And I hope to see you on AEW dark and dynamite someday. Cause you are awesome, man. I'm a big fan. I love the look. Uh, I wish you all the success in the world. I think the three of us do uh, at yeah. Darth Watts. Is that a star Wars thing? Oh, 100%. I got the Imperial logo right yeah. now. <laughs> I don't know shit about Star Wars. I've seen them all, all but that's like, Tony, that's he's fine. like the Star Wars guy. Did you watch the, what's it, the Mandalorian with the baby? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. I'm all caught up. Oh, man. That little yeah. bastard was eating those eggs. I would have killed him. He's a little shithead, isn't he? I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck him. Everyone, everyone, everyone thinks that, that this kid is going to be the next Yoda. No, this kid's going to be the next Emperor. He ate three babies, for God's yeah, sakes. I'm just saying, he ate babies. He eats babies. How is he good? He's not. <laughs> Hold on, Yoda's got to eat. Uh, he ate Baby, babies. What is babies. It's a perfect way to wrap up a you podcast. You don't understand. <laughs> they, they killed a dragon a week earlier, and they had the dragon meat. They brought it around. They had tons of it. And this little something eggs. Of he a, ate babies. a woman frog who's taking her eggs to her husband to be fertilized. They were the last of their species. And this little bastard's going, and he's like, what are you doing? And he just looks at him and he eats some more. Maybe he doesn't eat meat. Maybe he just likes eggs. Sounds like a shithead to me. So wait, so so, (laughs) am I, are we, is everyone backing off the love for the baby Yoda? That little thing? He's a little bit of a jerk. He's a, he's a fuckhead. Yeah, I don't like him. Is it like a wrestling thing where like when he's like the hottest as a face, you turn him heel? 
No, but here's but, another thing. He can use the force. He's done it before. But every time there's trouble, he hides. Like, what are you doing? You got the force, dude. Help somebody out. Well, he is. He's still a kid. He, doesn't, he, may, he may not know how to use it yet. But he, but what he can control is what he eats, and he's a shit at eating babies. Where does where does this fall in the uh, in the Star Wars timeline? It's this is right uh, after, it's right after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, because a lot of the story is based around like the uh, the Republic is back. Tony, Tony, do you think he's asking you? He is. He's right. He's right. Yeah. No, no, this is cool. We're talking about. Yeah, I love Star Wars talk. We're, we're chilling. We're talking here. Ken. Yeah, yeah but we want we want to hear the guests talk about it, not you. All right, then tell us more about the Jets losing ways, Kev. Oh, <laughs> the, oh we're Jets. Are you poor, a Jets fan? Jets, man. You're poor, not a poor Jets, Jets fan, are you? No, I just feel bad for the Jets, man. I think they just get a lot of crap thrown their way. See, everybody yeah. feels bad for well, the Jets. I mean, we, we deserve a lot of it. It's just, it's rough. It's rough. It's a big market. It just, it just team just doesn't do well. Yeah, yep. that means. Just can't get a quarterback to save your life. Yep. I, mean, I think I think we got the quarterback. I think we got the terrible, terrible coach that just doesn't know how to, he's supposed to be a quarterback, you know, quote unquote guru or whisperer or whatever you want to say. And the only success story he had was probably the greatest quarterback of all time. That's not Manning. Right. Don't get me started. It's not I think, his. I think story. your first mistake was uh, drafting USC quarterback. That's the first mistake. Well, yeah, we, we made that. That never yeah, works. We made that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't draft see quarterbacks. I'll tell you what, I've seen a lot of intense things in my life. The most intense things I've ever seen was a game of Star Wars Trivial Pursuit. No. Nope. I knew no, I was just I was just there at the house, like almost a fist fight. And I don't know shit about the Dago Bars, none of that weirdness. <laughs> it's just not my wheelhouse. Again, I've seen all the movies, but I can't tell you shit from Shinola about like the backstory, man, it was it was an intense like trivial Star Wars trivial pursuit. It's serious. I, I've seen it in action myself. Yeah, it could get it could get pretty pretty dirty very so, quickly. So are you on the dark side, Watts? Or are you on are you a Jedi? Are you with the um, force? I, I, I uh I'm a big fan of uh the Empire. I think uh they're they're efficient, they run business well and things were peaceful when they're in charge. Second, they the second they lost power, that's when all the crap started. And his little shit started eating all these things. That's these it. A little shithead eating babies. See, see what happens. Is it all right? I'm in now. Now I kind of feel like I should be yeah. a fan of this Yoda guy. Well, it's not a Yoda I might, though. I might be in on Star Wars now, guys. Shitheads eating babies. Watts, top five. <laughs> Top five oh, guest yeah. of all time. All right. Oh, well, yeah. Mr. Mr. Yeah. Watts, it has been an absolute pleasure. At Darth Watts on Twitter. Give him a follow. Uh, the Big Watts on the Instagram and Facebook.com forward slash Big Watts. Anything you want to say before you leave us, sir? Yeah, just uh, even if you, if you think the virus is real or not, please wear a mask. Because just in case it is real, it would suck for you to get sick. Thank you. Yeah. No, that's, that's the best message that you could have ever possibly left everyone with. Hundred percent with you. Yeah, hundred percent, man. All right, gentlemen. Watts, thanks again for joining us, my friend. Be well. (laughs) All success in the world to you. Don't eat no frog eggs. Don't be a little shithead. Don't eat the frog lady's eggs. Fuck fuck that. Fuck that kid. Yeah, fuck that kid. I like that. See, I'm down. Fucking get out of here, you fucking little goblin. You little shithead goblin. You look like Baby Yoda. Oh, he he got out of here. Fuck. You got out of here quick too. That's you know what? It's upsetting. He ate a fucking some lady's eggs. Three of them.
That little fucker. I don't even know what this man. I've never seen one second of Mandalorian. Or. But I have this beautiful Stone Cold Steve Austin broken skull IPA. From El Segundo. Oh baby, how is it? I found them. Oh, it's delicious. It's at my my brother found it actually, and he uh, gave me a little tipsy to where to find it in the mean streets of West Orange, New Jersey. So I found it. Uh, there's a plethora. So uh, I will have some Stone Cold IPAs. Nice. I like Not that. Not a big IPA guy either, but this is great. You know when uh, I, I got some adult beverages for myself Saturday night? Oh. I got a little late start to the uh, the full gear pay-per-view, but there was a change in my work schedule, so it allowed me to watch AEW full gear in its entirety. Granted, I was about an hour and a half behind, so I had to stay off of social media. But uh, for the yeah. most part... I give it uh, two thumbs up. Oh, Matt, I'd be hard pressed to disagree. And I feel like this, you're, 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 what we talk about WWE, how about we can't watch the shows, but the pay-per-views are usually good. AEW shows on TV are usually okay, but their pay-per-views always deliver. And I feel like it's it's a WWE. Oh, oh look at Tony with that mean mug. Tony, if you guys watch us on Facebook, please. If you're listening live on Rantam Radio, watch us on Facebook because you get the entire experience of what Tony is going through right now in his head about what his thoughts on AEW. T Donk. No, you guys talk. This is cool. No, you guys talk. No, no. Kevin has a great point because you used to make all sorts of crazy faces on the hot mic, but nobody was watching the fucking hot mic. Did you see who was in? Did you see who was in the Facebook with us tonight? I did not. Jamie Miller. He was, but someone else was too. I don't. I don't know if I. I mean, I guess I can say it because he was in it. He has a certain brand on NXT. Oh, really? Now? Oh uh, yeah, he was there. Interesting. For a little bit. Fantastic. Maybe he was there watching. Tony. He'd- what? Let's see. How, how did you feel about AEW Full Gear since you've been oh, very critical? No, overall, I loved it. I thought it was a great show. There are quite a few things that happened that I'm scratching my head at, like the fucking Young Bucks winning the tag belts because fuck the Bucks. Uh, hell of a match. Didn't really care for the outcome. Don't understand why Tully Blanchard couldn't be a ringside, but whatever. Storyline. Uh, Nyla Rose still needs some work. Yes. Still need yeah. some work. Uh, that match was falling yeah. apart rather quickly. Uh, I don't understand all the pulling up by the hair. I get they're trying to make Sheeta be tough. I get they're trying to make Nyla be tough. I actually preferred their last match where uh, where Sheeta won the title. Um, John Silver's a fucking maniac. I'm so glad he ripped the pockets off of that fucking <laughs> idiot. I'm still pissed that he lost because I fucking hate Orange Cassidy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Yeah, but you, uh, but yeah, but but T Donk, you, but you picked Orange Cassidy though. Well, because I knew he was gonna fucking win. He needed a win. He's lost like fucking ten matches in a row. Um, well, I also picked Nyla Rose because I thought they were done with Sheeta, but I guess not. So who the fuck knows where that's gonna go? Um, what else happened? Oh, Cody and Darby had a hell of a match, but fucking stupid Cody. This is what I don't understand. Fucking fucking Cash Wheeler being a dick, not following the game plan. Cody being a dick, not following the game plan. Folks, here's a little word from your Uncle Tony. Follow the game plan, and you'll fucking retain your championship, you fucking dummies. Um, 
I understand Eddie Kingston and we love Eddie Kingston. I understand he wanted to uh, send a tribute to Misawa uh, wearing all the green and white. Wasn't feeling the outfit, man. Wasn't feeling it. Just, I don't know. MJF Jericho. A lot of people were complaining that Jericho looked like he was like three steps behind. I had no problems with the matches at all. I thought it was a great match. Told a great story. Fucking MJF giving him the double birds and fucking hitting the canvas with the fucking, with the bat. Fucking amazing stuff. Uh, main event, a little too much brawly brawly. And I'm getting kind of like annoyed that fucking it's all like our world championship matches are going to be fucking weapons filled affairs now. Hold on. Hold, they're not, well, though. What? Yeah, They're not. His match against MJF was completely different than this match against Eddie Kingston. Yeah, but it seems like for the most part, it's like all like weapony shit. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, but I- you got to the story that they were telling between these two guys, a lot of their stuff has been weapony. No, stuff. I get that, but it just seems like a lot of the stuff with Moxley is like a lot of weaponry and, and things like that. I don't know. Um, what what about the, uh, do you think that the elite deletion match redeemed itself? Or do you think it was Matt Hardy should not have gone over in that match? Yes, he should have. Sammy, no, fuck that, dude. Sammy Guevara is the fucking future of the business. Matt Hardy fucking put the young guy over no. and then fucking go into his mentoring role with the fucking uh, with the fucking pub party, whatever the fuck they're called. This is exactly why Matt Hardy should have won this match. No, 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 no. Because it's first of all, it's not a real match for, who, all, who for was, all intents who and purposes. Was, who was involved with all of the shit that Hardy used to do with Impact? Was it Jeremy, Jeremy Borash? You yeah. could tell Jeremy Borash was not involved with this thing. Well, this is why you could listen. Jeremy Borash is a treasure. So, like he, the stuff he did in Impact, and then when he went to WWE, the stuff that he did with, I believe, he was producing the Undertaker AJ Styles match, or he may have been producing the the Matt Hardy um, Bray Wyatt stuff, or Randy. It was, yeah, it was it was Matt Hardy Bray Wyatt, right? Or no? Who's Matt Hardy? I think no, they had Bray a, Wyatt John Cena. Wasn't no, Bray, there's been a couple of Bray. They had the Bray Randy Orton one, right? Or you want any wrestling? Yeah, in the but, swamp? yeah, Jeremy Bar- Yeah, Jeremy, Jeremy Borash is a treasure when it comes to cinematic. Uh, I don't know. Matches man, I, wasn't, I wasn't digging this one. And then, and then to top it off, they fucking Sammy Guevara is like they show him with his skull cracked open, fucking bleeding on the concrete, which just goes to show you they wouldn't have been fucking doing that if Matt Hardy was really concussed fucking four months ago, however long ago it was. Still a fucking work. Still bullshit. Sammy Guevara should have won that match. Uh, yes, I did. I this like completely took me out of the pay per view. This uh, this really? you get... it's just no. It's just the cinematic stuff just doesn't like like it was really great when they did it in TNA and Impact. Um, like the Stadium Stampede was was good and it was fun, but this just like I don't know, man. I feel like we've just been down this road so many times with Matt Hardy before where it's kind of like, eh, the fireworks, Senior Benjamin. I don't know. I just wasn't into it. Like, Shane Helms being there was cool. Gangrel. Like, all these other... I just... I don't know. It was just... And it went on for fucking ever, it felt like. Do you do you think that we have to lower expect our expectations for this time this type of stuff and just accept that this is a part of who Matt Hardy is and so every time we see Matt Hardy this might be what we're getting or every time we see certain people this is the match we're going to have like I feel like that's okay if this if this is part of Matt Hardy's character 
it doesn't they don't always have to be TNA home runs. They Look, could just but I've I mean I even enjoyed and you guys shit on me for it that fucking Viking Raiders fucking uh poison clan, whatever they're called, fucking party the street profits? Yes. Um when they Poison fucking, Clan. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. I was thinking of two life crew for some reason. I don't know why. Um but yeah, like like that silly shit. Like I know you guys fucking hated that. Like I was okay with that. This this just didn't fucking do anything for me, really. Oh, I didn't hate the I didn't hate the the the, the bowling and the darts and the axe throwing stuff between them and and the Viking Raiders. I you didn't hate wait, that at all. So you were okay with that with the dragon and the fucking dumpster and they were all running away because I thought you didn't like it. That I, th- I think I was okay with it. I could be. I could and they be fought wrong, the ninjas but, like, in the middle of the match. I love the ninjas. That I know for sure that I'm on record for saying that I love the ninjas. All right. All right. But uh, but the other stuff, I don't remember whether or not I said at the time I liked it or I didn't. But I don't like thinking back. Like, I don't think that I hated it. I could be wrong. Maybe I did. Who knows? I'm sorry, Kev. I went through the whole show myself. Any points that you wanted to bring up? Anything that you liked, hated, anything? Oh, I mean, Omega Page. I mean, come on. That was a hell of an opener, too. That was a nice opening match. I felt so bad for Paige though, and Paige fucking was a sad panda on being the elite this week as well. But continue, I'm sorry. No, it's 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 that's that's you open the show with a match like that, and it's like a 40 minute match at least. I think it went like I think it went over over 30 over 35 minutes, and you have Kenny Omega now with the this the cleaners, you know, the brooms back. He's which I think I think Matt I think expected this to come back the cleaner. Of uh of of New Japan and he's back and he's going to the place where we always thought that he was going to start as the face of AEW and I think AEW was very wise to not do that and hitch their wagon to to Chris Jericho at first and then Moxley became available so that that that's big but now Kenny Omega's back and now we're gonna get Kenny Kenny Omega Moxley again I mean come on. Did you watch the match back to back? Like, did you watch it twice? Is that why you thought it was forty minutes long? No, I watched it once. It was it was like thirty minutes. It was like a half hour. No, it was seventeen minutes. Maybe I did watch it back to back then. Hey, what though? It's still on my. It's still on my screen. That uh, that tag title match could have fucking shaved about five or ten minutes. That fucker was long. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. Could have used a few choppy choppies here and there in the middle. Because that fucker just seemed to go on forever. I felt like the women's match wasn't terrible, but I felt like that went five minutes longer than it than it should have. Oh, you could tell they were gassed out at the end. Uh, and the stuff at the end with Vicky was really interesting. I see that bugged me. Why would you fucking build up this relationship, do nothing with them, and then all of a sudden Vicky's gonna fucking like give Nyla shit? Like I don't, I don't get it. It's way too early in their relationship to have something like that go down. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I was not expecting that, and I didn't like it. I said the same thing to Aunt Money. What's the point of bringing her? And I think that's why. I think, Kevin, out of the, the two shows, you were the only one that picked Sheeta to retain. What was the point of putting her with with Vicky and telling that story where she would not wrestle again until Sheeta granted her a title match just to have her lose? Um, I just don't think. I just don't think it was time to take the belt off Sheeta. And I don't think I don't think Nyla is the person that's going to do it. Yeah, but I who's think, what? What's next then? Who's next? Well, I, I think the I think the money is. Believe it or not, I believe the money is in a her and a, in a more of her and Thunder Rosa. Well, yeah, Thunder, Thunder Rosa was involved in the pre-show match. Yeah, 
That's what's sick. A title that you're bringing in from another company is worth so much more than your championship. That's what, what, what's, what are we doing here? What are we doing? We got Allison K who came in for a shot. Serena Deeb, who is the NWA champion signed AEW Thunder Rosa, the former champion. Like there's a whole bunch of good shit going on with that championship. And then we get Sheeta and Nyla Rose and half the fucking like, where's Britt Baker? Statlander's not back yet. Swole is kind of like iffy, iffy on a good day. Uh-huh. Like, what are we doing? What well, are we is, doing? It, isn't, isn't that a good thing, Tony? That there's so many question marks. There's so many, they're not, no. so, there's so many variables that could make this division better. Maybe not now, but in the future, it could definitely, uh, now, now they might be in, in not the best spot, but in the future, there's so many variables that, that can make this division uh, great. Variables are good once the equation starts getting solved. The problem is right now we have this equation and we don't know where to fucking start to go to, to attack it. We really don't. Yeah. And I feel like that's been, I feel like that's a, a case that can be made for a lot of the stuff that AEW does, even though I think it's more good than not. I think it's way more good than not. As a whole, as a whole, the AEW, yes, but the women's division is atrocious. It's an absolute disaster but, it's a black you, hole yeah but you just said that you enjoyed the match i enjoyed the match for what it was it was better than i expected but now what do you do is it Britt baker i would like to see more abaddon i don't want to see fucking penelope ford i don't want to see brandy Rhodes anywhere near a fucking wrestling ring agree on both of those counts all right it's all right that, yeah Penelope Ford was actually on the on the come up there for a while. She looked great in her that, title match. That match her and Sheeta had was probably the before uh, Sheeta Thunder Rosa. Penelope Ford Sheeta was the best wrestling match that had been in the uh, a women's wrestling match. Excuse me. Now look, they got snake bitten. Britt got hurt. Statlander got hurt. They're stars. Is Britt taking the title off of Sheeta? Is that where the money's at? I don't know. You, you, I the, think so. The division's I think so, so like. I know there's like a bunch of fans out there that love like Japanese women's wrestling. Like I just don't fucking get it. I don't get Kerry Sane. I don't get Io Shirai. I just don't get them. I I don't get Rio. Like her winning the AEW Women's Championship from Jump Street. I just didn't get it. You know, like Sheeta. I mean, that was Kenny's girl. That's why. I know, but that you know, Sheeta. She's a little bigger than than Rio, so I kind of can like buy into that. But like Rio's like a hundred pounds soaking wet. I don't even think she's a hundred pounds. You know, like putting all your your eggs in this this Japanese women's basket, and like you had the, the Emmy Sakura. Uh, I don't. I don't rate her at all. Like I don't. I don't really think that's good. And I've watched her. Uh, you know, regular matches. I've watched her with the Choco Pro stuff. I don't. I think she's out of shape. And I mean, it could be because she's an older woman. Like she's been doing this for a long time. Maybe I, some of her, maybe some of her younger stuff, well, she was better. But right now, she doesn't rate at all to I'm me. I'm sorry. What's a what's a Choco Pro? Okay, so, God, I forget the name of the promotion that they're all involved in, but it's the one that Emmy Sakurara, Sakurara, and uh, and Rio, and no, that. But sorry, did I say it wrong? <laughs> Emmy Sakurara. <laughs> It's pronounced Ico Pro. You gotta want it, Kevin. No, but anyway, so that's right. They so they own. I'm and I know I'm gonna completely fuck this up. They own what amounts to a storefront in an area of Japan. It's called like Choco Corner or something like that. So all the shows they do there are called Choco Pro, and it's literally wait. I'll finish. It's literally like two wrestling mats 
inside like this little storefront and they wrestle on the mats and they open the window. So if somebody wants to go up to the top rope, they climb up on the window and they jump off the window. There's no ropes. So it's a whole lot of like submissions and things like that. Men wrestle for this too, by the way. It's a lot of, oh, God, not Tony, a lot of intergender matches. Tony, men wrestle. Tony, they do wrestle with Tony, this. Tony, I'm sorry, man. You got to, you got to figure out something better to do with your time. No, no, this isn't the discord, dude. This is, I, I'm getting an education with this stuff. So, yes. So you got to get out. You got to get out. Important <laughs> answer, Matt. They do wrestle in a wrestling ring. They do have wrestling ring matches. However, they're also because of everything I guess going on. They have this little Choco Pro kind of like side thing, and I forget the name of the damn. Promoter. It's called Choco Taco. Is it it's like the ice cream truck that comes by your house every day? Is it the people that makes the Choco sticks? No, it's not, it's not the Pocky people. It's not Pocky. Oh, okay. Pro. Yeah, and Kevin, it's good that he is. We need to be well versed in all things professional wrestling. It's very. Ah, it's called. It's called Gato Move. G A T O H Move. That's it. And then it's Choco Pro, and it takes place. It's a little chocolate area in Japan. I gotta. I'll. I'll figure out where Ooh, it is. Like baby yeah. metal. Give me chocolate. Give me chocolate. Nice. All right. Well, let's go over some of the standings uh, before Matt, we talk more about this. Matt, yes, how Kevin. do we do? There we go. That's what I was getting for. Is there a delay on your end, Kevin? I think there is. My internet sucks. Oh, okay. Um, Tony, you had the worst record for AEW full gear at five and four. Still respectable. Uh, me and Kevin came in at six and three. Kevin took Sheeta. That put him ahead. I took Darby Allen. That put me ahead. Um, and then nobody took the Young Bucks. Uh, I also took Matt Hardy. Uh, yes, and you took Matt Hardy. But you took Adam Page, too, which I thought was weird. I don't know why I did that. I don't know why you did that either. Um, so Tony five and four, me and Kevin six and three. Um, I for, but again the deletion thing I thought went a little long. It wasn't my cup of tea. Um, the women's match was fine for what it was. I felt like it went a little long. Um, I like the ending to the tag match because it made sense because they are yeah. no flips. I have that internet. Matt has cats. I do. No flips, just fists. As Tony said before, alluding to Cody as well, he went outside of his game plan. And I think Cody's story is how he is sometimes, he's like a like an obnoxious heel and he does shit because he can. And he got what he deserved. And the shit afterwards with Taz was great. Where Taz was like, you two bitches, get in the back. Quit your fucking bitching. Uh, was awesome. Uh, and we got a little something, you know, a lot of spoons in the porridge going on over there with Willie Hobbs and Cody Rhodes and Ricky Starks and Brian Cage. Uh, I'm fucking, I can't, I cannot wait for this natural nightmares butchering the blade shit to be over with. Can you guys see this right now? I can see that. Okay, so this is this is called Ichigaya Chocolate Square. This is the little building. You'll recognize the young lady right there in the middle, don't you? Is I don't care. Nobody cares. No, I care. What is this? Shut up, Kevin. We care. Talk to us for a minute. Or talk to somebody else. I don't yeah, know. placate it, Kevin. Is that Jesus? Who it's is not that? Not all fucking AEW and, and TNA. Come on. So this is where yeah, it's fucking place. people wrestling in basements and on whoopee cushions. No, and those guys in the background, that's actually an alleyway, and that's the window that they stand on when they want to jump off, like, the top rope and stuff. I fucking love Japanese people. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's an alleyway where dudes just go and watch women wrestle? Yeah. 
Who is that? No, 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 no. It's an office. It looks like like if you actually looked at the building, like like if you watch one of those shows, it it's like a storefront in this like Ichigaya Chocolate Square. That's what it's called. <laughs> and like that's the alleyway between this building and the next building. So they just open the window. There's usually not a bunch of people taking pictures back there. I guess this was a special event that they did. But uh, yeah, that's what they wrestle on these like these two mattresses and stuff. It's pretty wild. Tony, who is that? I think it's real, isn't it? Yes. Thank you. It's been a while since I've seen her. I mean, I thought I was wrong for a second, but there you go. Wow. Fantastic. I like how you did Gato move doing their Choco pro shows. So when they say Choco pro it's Gato move doing the shows there. Choco pro. Somebody in the discord is very happy that I, that I put this lesson out for the people. It's all a learning experience here on the shining wizard wrestling podcast. Um, Let me ask you guys during the uh, Eddie Kingston, John Moxley match, was I the only one that thought they saw Chris Nowinski sitting in the crowd, or am I losing my mind? Chris Nowinski? Yeah, you're, the, you're the not. Head. You're not losing your mind. I didn't see him, but as soon as I got off the the, the conference call with um with uh for for the media press thing with Cody, he said that they were going right into a meeting with Chris Nowinski about concussion protocol. So I didn't see, I didn't notice Nowinski, but it wouldn't shock me at all that he was there. Yeah, he it was. He wasn't like on the sides with all the wrestlers, but he was kind of, uh, I guess, underneath the hard camera. He was a couple rows back. I thought I noticed him uh, during the main event. Uh, that makes I sense. Did, I did see Bowens there, by the way, too. Oh, he was front and center, baby. The newly signed Anthony Bowens and Max Caster. There you go. We talked about it last week, didn't we? Uh, we did on the Wednesday night show that Tony dropped into. Oh, that's right. I dropped in on Wednesday. I forgot about that. So, yeah. What were they called? The Allure? The Acclaimed. The Acclaimed. The Acclaimed. The Acclaimed. They'll be on Dark tomorrow night. And you know who else will be on Dark tomorrow night? Ooh. Ooh. Steve can I guess? Be. You can guess. The Devon Twins. You are correct, sir. Ding, ding, ding. Why? What are, they called? are they top flight? No. No, they're TNT now, which is really fucking weird. Uh, and that top flight yeah, thing is I've not- never seen Devon's kids before. That top flight thing is not happening. What is top flight? Uh, the I... Young Bucks against the top flight. It's not happening now. They uh, it, So it was announced about, I don't know, 2 o'clock this afternoon that the Bucks were going to defend their titles against top flight. Top flight is an independent tag team that's been on dark a couple times. Then before yeah. we start the show, they redacted it, and they're going to give us Scorpio Sky and Sean Spears in its place. Ooh, oh, Scorpio versus like Sean, not Scorpio and Sean teaming up. Correct. Scorpio oh. versus Sean. No tag match. Oh, wasn't well, Matt Jackson really fucking legit banged up? He has a MCL That's sprain. MCL and ACL tears, right? Or something like that. It's an M- MCL tear and then an ACL. It looks tear like a tear. Sprain. They're not sure. Something like that, right? Yeah, but they. he said on if you watch Being the Elite today, which I highly recommend you do. Um, he said the doctor gave him the green light, so they did it. Yeah. What do you think of the, uh, the Jericho MJF match? Me. Either of you gentlemen. I enjoyed it. I don't understand. Like, look, you know me, like I'll fucking make fun of Jericho till the cows come home. As a matter of fact, I think he turns 50 today on top of that. It is his birthday today. Uh, he's a little older, a little more portly. You could tell like he kind of like sucks air a little bit, but in terms of this match with MJF, I thought it was perfectly acceptable. I thought it was great. I thought the ending was creative as fuck. 
with uh with MJF yeah. playing the Eddie Guerrero heel moment, grabbing the tights to fucking roll Jericho up. The one thing that I would have loved that I would have loved is with the rest of the elite not being the elite Jesus, the rest of the inner circle not being there. If fucking MJF would have just fucking destroyed Jericho at that point, that would have been cool as fuck. I think you're going to see that Wednesday night. It's possible. This is going to be played out. I think this is going to be played out more than just Wednesday night. This is going to be fun. This is going to be their next, the next stage in the, uh, in the program between MJF. And I think what it's really leading to is of Sammy baby. This is why Sammy should have lost to to Hardy. It's because now Sammy's move on to something weird with MJF, and that and that's been simmering for a while. And Sammy's gonna be a babyface and leave the inner circle. Just gut gut feeling. No, n- nothing other than that is that. I think they want Sammy to be a babyface. So I don't know why, because he's such a good bad guy. He's such a fucking but, awesome little shit heel. Such a cocky little fucker. So Matt, how did we do on picks? In total for, for uh, for full gear because I think, I think, or for the do we not want to get to New Japan yet? Uh, we can touch on for... we can touch on no we don't have to wait for Rocky to call and we can touch on New Japan. Are we done with I... AEW? Yeah, yeah. Let's finish AEW and then that'll be a good time to uh, to BAT the the other uh, thing. So uh, just the picks else? though, baby. I want I want to I want to hear the results. What else? Uh, what else we got with AEW? I think. Uh, I was a big fan. I liked the Eddie Kingston John Moxley match. It it was what it needed to be. I like how they incorporated Bryce Remsburg. Um, I thought they did a great job with the countdown show Friday night too. Uh, that was on TNT. Uh, just kind of telling the story. Um, and then of course you saw Eddie today on being the elite. Uh, you know you turn into being the elite to have a good time. And then there's a heartbroken Eddie Kingston. It's not something you want to see. Um, I really enjoyed that match. Uh, Page and Omega was exactly what I thought it would be. Uh, the cleaner's coming. The cleaner against John Moxley is fucking awesome. Forty-five minute match. Yeah, the forty-five minute match. Uh, John <laughs> Silver is a, a treasure. Uh, him and Orange Cassidy was was great. Um, I knew Orange Cassidy was going to win. That's why I picked him. But goddamn, John Silver, he deserves all the credit in the world. Um, interesting how they did like the backstage stuff, like the natural nightmares and. Butcher and the Blade are going to have a bunkhouse match. It was a fucking... Dustin's promo was fire. I mean, yeah, I hate baby. the fucking feud, but his fire was awesome. I'm fucking fired up for a bunkhouse match, and I love those fucking, like, WCW it's, gimmick shit. It's it's fine for what it is. It, it's it's a, it's an undercard. They, it, they did what people have done forever. They promote the TV show with a feud, and it's a bunkhouse match. So let, let it, I love it. Absolutely they, love it. Are they doing some sort of story now where... Um, Oh God, where the bunny is like, they're making this whole thing now to get his family square because I noticed QT was talking about it as well. I thought that was kind of like a one and done. Now she's back with them and it's over with. Yeah, but she keeps like yeah. flirting with QT kind of like, you know, she'll come back. You know? be, yeah, oh, I didn't and then that. usually it's like used to like, you know, he gets, he's paying attention to her and then they get jumped by the butcher and the blade. Oh, so uh, they're using her as a, as a device to fucking because he's an idiot. Yes, because he's thinking oh, with his black device. Oh, he's a fucking he's a tool bag. He thinks mm-hmm. with his wing wang. <laughs> he's thinking he's thinking with his QT. Uh, what else? What else from? Uh, Cody can use his last name, so that was cool. He's now Cody Rhodes again. Yeah, which is 
Which is weird because in again in that in that conference call, he said that he wasn't going to use his name. He was he was gonna just go by the American Nightmare Cody and use Cody Rhodes for outside uh, appearances like on TBS and his show. And I guess that lasted all of when was the press conference Thursday? All of forty eight hours. Yeah, probably well, talked him into it, and it makes sense. And it was a whole deal. It was definitely hundred percent a deal. The WWE they they dropped uh, they dropped that, and he dropped some of the other things like the, oh yeah. What he, the hell was he, it? He, yeah. he talked about it on the on the on the on the conference call. How it, he didn't get into detail about it, but it was it was amicable. There was no hard feelings, anything like that involved in it. That's what that, these are the words of Cody's, not mine. But he also said that on in that conference call that he was only going to use Cody Rhodes for for outside endeavors, but. I kind of, I kind of like just being the American Nightmare Cody. You guys disagree? Do you think he's established a name enough where he doesn't have to use Rhodes? No, but I mean, you know, it's not like uh, it's not like Eric Watts, Bill Watts' kids were. You know, it's that's who he is though. That's he's Cody Rhodes. It's not like yeah. he's, you know, yeah. he's not fucking Evan Garza's kid. It, it was. It, you know, like it was he's, just a quick 180, which is all. Maybe, he, maybe he just did it once to. Maybe he. I'm sorry, Matt. Maybe he just did it once to to get out of his system, just to be called it again, and maybe he'll be going by the American Nightmare Cody uh, going forward. But uh, it was just a really quick 180 that it, that he did it, which is cool because Cody Rhodes is a is a bigger uh, is a bigger name than just Cody. Big big fight feel, big match. To Tony's point. Uh, maybe there was a deal because WWE filed for six WCW names: uh, Slambury, The Match Beyond, Bunkhouse Stampede, Battle Bowl, Super Brawl, and Bash at the Beach. If you remember, AEW used Bash at the Beach at the, uh, the uh. beginning of the year. So you might be on to something, T Donk. It's nice to see that Seton yeah, Hall, that Seton Hall law degree is paying off there, big guy. Finally. <laughs> Dr. Doug. So we put a little bow on AEW. Anything else that we need to mention, cover, talk about? Anything that we want to mention aside from the bunkhouse uh, match that's coming up on Wednesday? They announced um, Revolution for February 27th. That'll be the next AEW pay-per-view. Wait, that's the next one? Yeah. So we're not calling any more AEW pay-per-views for the for the juncture of this, of this year's picks? Correct. Fuck. All right. Um, Wednesday night, uh, we covered it. Natural Nightmares against Butcher and the Blade in a bunkhouse match. Uh, Ty Conte against Red Velvet. Uh, Ray Phoenix against Penta. I'm sure Pac will be somewhere lurking. Uh, and then uh, Scorpio Sky against Sean Spears. Uh, Pac all- had a great promo video last week, by the way. I, I didn't get a chance to talk about it with you guys on Wednesday. But uh, so that's some crazy shit where they just edited him like all over the place, like laughing and cackling. Good stuff. He looks like but, he's been fucking lifting weights with Pete Dunn, bro. He's fucking that's the thing, dude. jacked did you see the, as fucked. Did you see the picture Tanahasho posted today on Twitter? You could fucking you could put a drive-in movie on the dude's back, man. He's fucking jacked to the gills too. Yeah, it'll be. Uh, Boys have been eating their vitamins. Yeah, they have. Um, <laughs> Dark tomorrow night has the the. Um, Devon's kids, Terrell, Terrell, and Terrence taking on the Chaos Project. Um, Jurassic Express will face Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela. Uh, five is in action. The Acclaimed is in action. Uh, Top Flight, which is oh, yeah. Airwolf and Angel Dorado. Airwolf. Airwolf, really? Airwolf. Um, yeah. Uh, 
Uh, Evil Wolf, East and Diamante it. are in action, uh, and the Hybrid Two are, are also yeah. in action. Yeah, and I, oh great, the Hybrid go. Two fucking jerk me off. <laughs> fucking idiots! I hate that team. I'm Helico and Jack Evans. Yeah, Jack off my hand, Helico. Those are your God, guys. Why do you hate them so much? Because they suck, Kevin. They're awful. They suck diddly up. What do you mean they suck? Standards that so- shit. Oakley, Oakley, do get the fuck off my TV. <laughs> oh, well, all the people in the world, out of all the people in the world you could hate, you hate Jack Evans and Angelico, who have been around and forever. And Helico, whatever, you know what I meant. I want to put them in an, an helicopter and send them away, fucking idiots. Yikes. Yeah, see. Well, we do have New Japan to cover, and we got some other newses and notes, including the, uh, the semis for the UWN tournament, which we haven't talked about. I know we talked about the tag title match coming up, but Kevin. What do we always do about this time in this place and in this space? We take a break. And before we take a break, we say back after this. We here at the Shining Wizards know that you love to do online shopping, and most of you do it through Amazon. But don't go to Amazon.com. Go to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com. And when you shop, any money that you spend goes a little bit to support the show. It's not a whole lot, but every little bit helps. The more you buy, the more we get supported, and the more everybody can be happy. We can continue to bring you the best professional wrestling podcast. In a world where Hollywood tries to tell you how to live while doing the exact opposite. Where fresh ideas are tossed away for a cash grab reboot. Where the media has become nothing but propaganda and freedom is traded for what they tell you is security and safety. There is inconclusive breakdown. Your weekly look at current events and entertainment with no political correct BS. Just news and uncensored opinions everywhere you get podcasts. A proud member of the Shining Wizards Network. Your recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting from the current to the way back. Join the impact play of Phil Brea and the Portuguese Man Award Choppy for the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Live every week on RantEMRadio.com. Get all our episodes over at iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Audio Boom, Google Play, ShiningWizardsNetwork.com, and TurnbuckleThrowbacks.com. Horns up. This is Rock from Radioactive Metals. Join Snowy, Kareem, Aaron, and myself right here on the Shining Wizards Network every Friday for your weekly metal fix. We talk to all your favorite artists, cover all the latest metal news, cover all the latest releases, and feature brand new unsigned bands. So sit back, grab a beer, download the latest episode, and always remember, it's not metal unless it's radioactive metal. Hey, this is Mike from The Midnight Jury. When you are done with this show, join my co-host Cal and I every week as we travel back to the last old school generation of the 80s and 90s to review the best and worst in pop culture, horror, and music on WLWstudios.com or the Midnight Jury feeds on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, or Player FM. Go back in time when it was all about VHS, 
arcades and hanging out at the mall. And remember that every second Saturday of the month, we go live at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on RantEMRadio.com, which includes taking your calls. Once again, that's the Midnight Jury, where the 80s and 90s return from the dead on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, and our home, WLWstudios.com. We'll see you there. Don't mind me. I'm just eating some polio string cheese. It's good shit. You know how long has that been since I had one of these? How long? Again, probably like 30 years. It's so good. All right. We're going to take this time to thank those that support us over at the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast Patreon. Uh, if you want to become a Patreon, go over to patreon.com forward slash Wizards Podcast. And for as little as $1... One fucking dollar, people. You can support the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. $3 a month, you get a watch-along. Uh, $5 a month, we get a, a watch-along. We plug your, your social medias, your podcast, your business. Uh, $10 a month, you get a Shining Wizards box full of all sorts of stuff. I just ordered a ton of shit from WWE Shop and Ring of Honor today for the boxes of wizardry and the weekly giveaways. So get excited for that. Uh, let's start with, of course, the Queen of the Shining Wizards, Miss Kathy Hummer. Uh, she's the Queen of the Shining Wizards. Manny Carazzo, the King of the Shining Wizards. Uh, the AOP of the SWP, Danny and Anthony Rusinello. Uh Ryan Arthur over at Elementary.com. That's A-L-E-M-E-N-T-A-R-Y.com. Stock up on your brew. The way this is going, we're going to be stuck inside for a while, and you need some of that. Brew, so go over to elementarybrewery.com over in Hackensack, New Jersey. Sean Toe, Sean Calejo, uh, Brett Simonello, uh, Kate Hensler over at ondeckic.com. Uh, you got shit to plug. Kate's going to plug it for you. She'll shine it up. She'll polish it up. She'll get it out the door. You'll get results. Guaranteed. Ondeckic.com. Uh, Matt Garifo, no relationship to the KJG. Uh, Christine Friesendorf, the other half of the sign girls. Uh, Mark Parloni. Mark, happy birthday. Uh, Kenny Hawsey, the Scotch drinks more himself. Uh, Jay Cop, the big cop of pump, the only one worthy of mentioning from that show on our network full of uh, dildos. Uh, Thomas Cops, the Mott Spock. Uh, Michael Hammond. Uh, Mr. David Henry Bauer III, his pal Antonio Harsman, makes experimental music at harvestmanrecords.bandcamp.com. Uh, Matthew Birch, TJ Vegas, and Mr. William Mercier Jr. Lives are going to be in William Mercier's hands. You know what I mean? Kevin, I know what you mean. I do know what you mean, Kevin. Uh, autumn is in the air, and Manscaped is here to ensure you don't carve your pumpkins when you're grooming. By pumpkins, oh, we fat nuts right here. By pumpkins, oh we actually God, mean Tony, your boys you... downstairs. Right fact, here, these boys. Look Manscaped these is on nuts. a mission to change the way you approach caring for your balls. And great news! They just released their products in the UK, Canada, and Australia. So here's what you want to do. You got some gross, nasty, hairy balls, right? Used to. I got news for you. There's fucking lockdowns coming, people. All right? 
And you know what's going to happen when we get locked down? You're going to want to bang. Okay? Because there ain't nothing to do. There's only so much Netflix you can watch. So much fucking Law & Order SVU. Netflix you're, and chill, bitches. You're gonna look. I love Kevin made a face. I love Law and Order SVU, but after ten episodes in a row, I've seen enough Stabler and Benson, and uh, uh, I just want to fucking jam my dick in my wife. Okay, I hope my mother-in-law can't hear me. What? <laughs> How do you talk on that computer thing? And because it's a pandemic, right? You got a lot of time, so you can try a lot of things. And you know what she's not going to want to do? She's not going to want to put her balls anywhere near her mouth if they're gross and hairy. So you go over to manscaped.com. You get the lawnmower 3.0. All right? The trimmer offers a replaceable ceramic blade with advanced skin safe, safe technology, which means your balls aren't going to get stuck in the trimmer. All right? Because then... Then forget it. Your head's gonna it's gonna you're gonna you're gonna head's gonna look like Jocka. It's gonna be half hair, half bald with a giant scab on it, because you cut your balls. But not with the manscape, not with the lawnmower 3.0. I just ordered the weed whacker and some foot duster because I came home the other night. My wife was like, Go take a shower because your fucking feet stink. I spend like twelve hours a day on my feet. Get boots. All right, before I had Aunt Money over, she was like, you got to get something to put in your shoes that are out on that sun porch because that shit stinks. Holy fuck. So I went over to manscaped.com. I bought the weed whacker, and I brought the foot duster, and I used the code WIZARDS, and I saved 20%, and I got free shipping. Boosh! They also got the crop mop, ball wipes. You never know when you're just going to have to clean up real fast. See, I'm going to have to get those wipes because I like the deodorant, I like the spritz, but the wipes come in handy, dude. Wipes are the way to go. Yeah. You can't, look, you can't go wrong. And you know what? The, the holidays are coming. If you decide to be with your family, make sure you don't have fucking stinky balls. There's too much going on right now in 2020. All right? You can't be like, what's that smell? It ain't any of the food that somebody cooked improperly on the table. It's your balls. Can right? I, can I punch Stop. him? Something? Hey, what's that smell? Everybody look. Let's go. <laughs> not, not, not with Manscaped. I know that this is no shave November, Movember, whatever you call it, but it doesn't count for your nether regions, people. That's your true. face, you can wash, you can get a good shampoo and all that. Down there, that's some bad shit, dude. That looks like you're fucking going through the woods from some Blair Witch shit in the middle of the night. And I, I will, I will say this: uh, they offer you if you get the the perfect package, replaceable blades. Um, you don't really need them that often. I'm not trying to like dis sell them, but the blade that they give you initially is so good that it works for a long time. So, uh, it's, it's, it's very useful. It's very good. And that of course, as, uh, I did take Tony up on his, uh, shower power routine and, uh, I tried it in the shower with, uh, yeah, I did. And it, it, it was pretty good. T-donk. It was very nice. It, it, it worked fluently. Uh, the, the LED light came in huge, which which uh, which is a huge component of the whole manscape uh, process. It, it works tremendously. It gets you into spaces you might not see with the naked eye, brother. Uh, you need a little help with the LED. Uh, yeah, dig it. Uh, so very very much appreciated. And again, uh, get that get that perfect package. The manscape lawnmower 3.0. Trust me, you'll thank your balls, and she'll thank your balls because they are in her court. Nah, that's what I wanted to do. Spent a long time 
Uh, since Matt's not near the microphone, I'll ask him this to see his reaction. Do you think it would be a great idea to get some fellas who have some shaved balls to maybe decorate them up for Christmas and then fucking no. send pictures of them so we could give nope. away like, some Shining Wizards prizes? Nope. Nope. That's a terrible no, idea. What? You should you should stop talk you should stop talking. You should never talk again. And me and Matt will handle you know, no. uh, you know what? You know what, Kevin? You know what? Go ahead, Tony. This is your project. You create a completely separate email that only you have access to. Oh, Wizards Podcast. No, 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 no. You got to create your own email account. If you want to do this, I will a thousand percent send out a free manscaping perfect package for them. But you have to field the no, Kevin, he has to do this. You have to field the pictures of decorated balls, and only you. That. It's like you're, I, he's asking people to send him pictures of his genitalia. I mean, it's 2020, people are doing it all the fucking time. You can't go yeah, on, you might as well win some free shit. You can't go on Twitter without seeing something you don't want to see. Hey, look, if you're gonna do it, you set up your own email account, I'll promote the fuck out of it, and you could look at decorated balls all day long, buddy. I might have to. I might have to put a page on the website dedicated to the to the jingle balls. Let's call it jingle balls. Why not? All right. See, that's not a terrible idea, but you got to retract the previous concept of it. I don't know. We'll play around with it. It's a work in progress. If you if you're all in on that, hashtag jingle balls to the Wizards podcast. On and it. also hashtag Manscaped Pod. Yes, that's that's good as well. Man, hashtag Manscaped Pod. Hashtag jingle balls. We'll put something together. We'll 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 get please pictures, but we'll figure something out. Yeah, please don't send us a picture of your balls. Maybe even if people just decorate their crotches like with like garland and tinsel and things like that, like you know, like in front of. Oh, so you keep your pants on? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. If you guys really don't want me to see balls, I mean, that's a good idea, guys. If look, we can talk about this at a later date time. I think I think I think it's gonna catch some fire. If you want to run with it, you can. Let's, yeah, let's... speaking of fire, Tony went fucking five and one with his New Japan Pro Wrestling Power Struggle picks. <laughs> because of your fucking boy Jay White. He's the only one that fucked me over. Uh, Fuck me. Kevin went four and two, and I went an abysmal three and three. It's not abysmal. You know what? For someone who watches it as much as I do, I should have done better. And I fucking typed. I typed Jay White's name. In the text message, and then I deleted it, and I picked the fucking golden fuckboy, and I was so aggravated about that. Yeah, but in fairness, the golden fuckboy is getting a title match at the first night of Wrestle Kingdom. That's already locked. Thanks to the champion himself petitioning for that match, Kevin. I feel like New Japan just finds a different way to like mess with us every single time they do a show. Like yep. we're all like we're all locked in on like a match that we know, like if there was one lock of the night, I thought it was going to be Abushi over Jay White. Yep, that's the only one I got wrong. And, and you get and we get that one wrong. But granted, they're gonna promote and they're gonna push it to to Wrestle Kingdom and now of course uh diving ahead a little bit. Naito challenged, not, yeah, Naito, right? Yeah, Naito challenged uh, Ibushi for night one, right, Matt? Which is unprecedented in New Japan, which even I knew was ridiculous. He did indeed. It was the first time in 16 years where the briefcase was defended and it was lost. 
granted, Jay White had his feet on the ropes, but a win. He's a fucking cheater. And did fucking Gato get involved too? Because I did not watch the show. Of Come on, did Gato? I get saw him involved? at the end. It's a fucking New Japan show. The Naito, like the only thing that drives me nuts about some of these New Japan main events. Naito and Evil, another 30-minute match, which is fine. But the fucking interference. I mean, yes, now they have a story to tell. Like, Jay White hit the ring, and he grabbed Evil, and he, you know, they're in the Bullet Club together. So he went to hit him with Switchblade, and he said, he said, do you want this? I'll give this to you. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom, and he put him down, and then he went after Naito. And then Ibushi came in, and he kicked Evil, and he chased fucking Jay White away. Dick to go was all over the fucking place. Uh, Yujiro was Uh-oh. there. Sonata was there. It was like Uh-oh. fucking Uh-oh. chaos. Ref bumps out the wazoo. Um, but Naito retained. And yes, to Kevin's point, unprecedented. He said he has to fight Abushi. Abushi beat him in the G1. Abushi won back-to-back G1s. He deserves that shot. Yes, Kevin. Matt, can I ask you something? You may. Is Vince Russo booking New Japan right now? I don't oh. think so. You don't think so? No, so you, I don't, you don't think, think so. Has any fingerprints on all this cockamamie stuff that we all loved so much two years ago, and now it's just getting ridiculous? No, I don't think it's getting ridiculous. I love it. I love that Naito is a fighting champion. And he's stepping up. He's saying, "I'm going to wrestle both of these men." Essentially, if he retains against Ibushi night one, so it's it's. it's I agree with Kevin. I think it's getting a little ridiculous at this point. Well, th- these are the problems you run into when there's a pandemic and a lot of your talent comes from elsewhere. You know, what do you do if, like... What do you do? I, t- I, I went out on a wing and a prayer, and I picked Tanahashi to beat Kenta because, in my mind, I was like, Tanahashi Moxley would be fucking amazing. Yeah. But, you know, look, Kenta Moxley's going to be awesome, too. But, you know, the way things are going with this pandemic odds are Moxley's not going to be able to get to Japan. And if he does, he's going to have to leave in like, like tomorrow and then quarantine for fucking a month and a half to Moxley, you know? So I think they're, they're doing the best they can with the, the cards they were dealt, you know, like this is, these are the guys that are going to be in Japan for wrestle kingdom. And it's their biggest show of the year. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sliding any of it. The talent per se they're all amazing and everyone deserves to be in the spots that they're in it's just like i like maybe i don't watch the product as much as you do matt and we'll talk to our guest coming up soon probably rocky romero uh about this more but it just seems like there's a lot of a lot of not new japanish stuff going on in new japan that like you never thought was like going to happen and tony maybe you could Maybe you could like either agree or disagree. And Matt, you can obviously clearly uh, know more about this than I do. But it just seems like there's a lot more like weird, like weird booking ish, like like WWE ish stuff. Well, I don't know. You brought up Rocky Romero. You might as well ask the man himself because joining us right now on the Shining Wizards Hotline, there he is, Mr. Romero. How are you tonight, sir? I'm doing well. How you doing? We are we are chilling like villains, man. We were just doing some New Japan talk, so it's so great that you're joining us at this moment. Cool. Uh, now yeah, let's r- jump into it. Right. Let me ask you this, Rocky. You do it all. You wrestle. You podcast. You make music, um, and you've been doing it all during the pandemic. But calling wrestling matches with Kevin Kelly and Chris in completely different locations, how it, it seems like so. I mean, the three of us do a podcast, and it's a disaster half the time. <laughs> Because we're so used to be, you know, for eight, eight and a half years, we're all in the same room. And now we're 
trying to work through the Zoom or whatever, how hard is it to call? Uh, you know, power. You guys did an amazing job at Power Struggle, but yeah. how difficult? What are the challenges there? <clears throat> well, I I think um, you know the biggest challenge is I think that it's actually a lot uh, a lot more expensive to do those live ones. Um, so that's why we've been I think very like uh, cautious on on which events to do live. You know where it, where it makes the most sense. But um, really, the the hardest challenge I think is is setting it up when it's just Kevin Kelly and I, and we're kind of like uh, calling it from our homes over Zoom, and like when when the when like say New Japan is involved, so like they'll basically give us the the show like after it airs or whatever, like an hour or so after we get it, then we it's up to us to kind of put it all together and get it together in a package and then they'll go and they'll re-edit everything together with our local voices. It's a, it's a process. I, I feel bad for the person who's actually doing the editing because no way it's easy, you know, to match everything up. So, um, but shout, you know, shout out to, uh, to the new Japan world crew who does get it done and tries to get it out there and uh, as fast as they can to the people, you know? So the live ones have been interesting though, you know, but uh I'm just glad that we're able to at least do them live. You know, like it's amazing what technology can do nowadays that we're able to call from, you know, three different locations and it's still really super smooth. doesn't seem to have any hiccups so far. So, you know, knock on wood, it, it continues that way. Uh, we were talking about this literally before you just joined us and I'd be a fraud if I didn't ask you this to your face in terms of, um, in terms of the, the, the booking of, of new Japan and it, it seems to me, and I don't follow it as closely as the other guys do, but it seems like a lot of it is becoming more story and entertainment as opposed to like athletic stuff and the, a lot of bells and whistles in terms of, of, of the booking. Where do you guys find you, the common ground between the story and, um, and the athletic and, and the great product that we all knew in New Japan? You know, I, I think that... Um... You know, uh, well, well, first, I mean, there's kind of a lot to unpack in that question. So it's like, at first, I really think New Japan has always been so heavily story driven and that in that kind of sense, you know what I'm saying? I think that yeah. we tend to forget about it because of like, you know, the big moments of, of New Japan are like, and especially in the last couple of years, it was built on you know, Okada Omega, let's just say, you know, or Tanahashi and Okada, right? And those those kind of uh, stories were more like babyface, babyface, as opposed to maybe necessarily like a really heel-driven storyline. So like, I think that that's what we get used to and we kind of look at as fans, you know, but we tend to forget that like the whole basis of this thing is, is really built off that, a lot of it is built off that heel, babyface dynamic, you know? I think we just kind of had tended you know straight away from it for a little bit but then now that the the major storylines involve a, a major heel and then the you know and three other baby faces right but i think eventually it'll end up baby face baby face you'll go back to that right but uh you know or i should say sorry two major right. heels now with with evil and jay white so um and then kento kind of the sub heel under that right so but like um, I think that that's just kind of where it is. And, and I think that when you have that type of situation, it's, it's such a dramatic turn of events, you know, especially with um, evil turning his back on LIJ. It's like he's not turning his back to wrestle, you know, Naito one on one like a man. He could have just stayed in LIJ to do that. Right. So, so I think that we're just kind of like forgetting as fans, like this is all 
basic wrestling 101 professional wrestling 101 it's like it's it's like it was built i mean you had to have abdul the butcher to have you know antonio noki you had to have tiger jeet singh to have antonio noki you know who think about who were the biggest drawing rivals of that time you know you know it, fujinami later but yeah. right but it was all built on all these other things beforehand so i think we're just going back to the basics i think i think we're at the 80s we're at the 80s all over again when it comes to new japan yeah, and it is a time like no other. You guys go right from power struggle into an unbelievable. This is like a, the best time to be a New Japan wrestling fan with the best of the Super Juniors and the World Tag League going one and one every yeah. other night is fantastic. Now, I'm just going to put this out there because I had a crazy idea earlier. I know Okada is your best friend. Rocky, I swear to God, if you are the mystery tag partner, you're going to break my heart, okay? <laughs> No, no, no. I, don't I mean, do I it. Never do that. I could never do that. It don't, definitely won't be me. Yeah. Don't take that money from that son of a bitch Will Ospreay. <laughs> I swear to God. What, what, what money? Okada's got way more money than him. I'm not worried about <laughs> I, him. He's throwing watches up the ramp the other night. Like, he's out I of control. Mean, the sex pig right. is, he's you out know, of control. I, I mean, I'm not impressed by that. You know, I think, I think that's just... Um, it's a sad attempt for for uh, people to say, you know, hey, look at me. You know, it's one of those kind of things. You know, it's like, like I said, I think Will Will's uh, good at imitating other people. I don't think he's come up with an original idea since, you know, in the ever. So it's all kind of a basis off of. So I'm like, so wait, now now all of a sudden you're just imitating the remake, you know, again, you know. So like that's that's kind of my opinion on it and my my toss up. All right, so we were all we were all watching this event, uh, Power Struggle, at home. Uh, and obviously, you were too. how do you feel like it came across uh, with the live crowd? And do you consider this event this past weekend a success? Definitely. I, I think it's a, a, a major success going into Wrestle Kingdom because I don't think we all were like ready for all that drama. We th we, I think we all thought it was going to be like, okay, now we know exactly what's going on. But then it was like, so many curveballs thrown in there at the end. And then it like, I think we're all still trying to like wrap our heads around it because it, it, it's way more drama than we're ever used to. Right. And that kind of maybe goes back to your point earlier. So, so um, it, it, but uh, I think it's interesting. And I, I think the decision to, to obviously have two days of wrestle kingdom, uh, uh, you know, goes hand in hand with it. And especially with, um, you know, the, the pandemic situation where, you know, we actually need to have two days of Wrestle Kingdom for sure this year because we can only fit X amount of people in the building. Right. So, um, uh, but I, I gotta, I gotta give it up to Naito because Naito has always been the guy to push himself and, and want to be like at the forefront. And he actually is doing that. And he's really getting the opportunity to finally do that with the announcement of two shows again this year. So I feel like uh, it's really up to him to knock it out of the park and really be the guy to hold the company on his shoulders. He's been wanting to do it forever. Right. He's, he's always said he's been so critical so many times. Well, like now it's like, all right, well now you gotta, you know, put up and, you know, or, you know, put your money where your mouth is basically. So um, it's really on him. And if it, you know, I'm glad that it's him. I think Okada has done so much to kind of build us, you know, bring us to this point, but I think it's all for Naito to take from, from here on. And we're on the line with Rocky Romero at Azucar Rock, the Sugar Rock, the Sugar uh, Rock, uh, on the Twitter machine. Make sure you give him a follow. Listen to Talk and Shop at Talk and Shop. It's a fantastic podcast. Uh, I mean, the last couple of guests: Bill Goldberg, Shane Helms. Talk and Shop Mania this Friday night at 10 p.m. So on Fight TV. 
I mean, yeah, so the complete polar opposite of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh, uh, it's the it's <laughs> the best. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of fun. And know. we're we're talking everything with Rocky here tonight. Uh, appreciate you joining us. I know we're short notice. Um, no worries. I got a question. So we I watch Power Struggle, and I always think about this. You've been to Japan. You've worked Japan for a very long time. Um, and I loved your podcast with Chris Charlton that you guys did before. I don't know why it disappeared off Spotify, but I was loving those shows. Um, when Will Ospreay or any Gaijin cuts a promo, like, does anyone in the audience know what's going on? Because he cut that promo on Okada, and then if Chris Charlton's not there to to translate what Okada says back to him, like, I'm completely lost once Okada takes his turn. The the, the fan base over there have any idea, any... I mean, they have a basic, um, so, so this is one thing, like if you, if you, if you become a good performer and you care about, uh, the reaction of what your Japanese audience is, then you're going to speak very slow. You're going to, you know, make your point kind of compact, you know, and, um, you're not going to like use certain words and terms to just, you know, to describe what you're trying to say. Uh, Will Ospreay doesn't do that. Right. So, um, he doesn't get the reaction that he's probably necessarily supposed to. He'll get cheered, you know, as you, as you heard the other night, right. you know, he was getting cheers and stuff like that. Cause they're just appreciative. And that's, you know, of like you being here and, and t- you know, taking the time to, to, to entertain them, you know, so to speak. So um, that's just the, the, the politeness of the Japanese audience. But I, I think that they, you know, but one thing is that is different for sure is they all will read, the uh the after comments you know with the subtitles they'll all you know all like the heavy numbers come on the japanese side or are there still like uh you know written articles and that's why the they always have like um the mobile site has so many like written articles because japanese fans still like to read articles and things like that so like they'll actually you know on their way to work on the train they'll be like you know, they'll be down, you know, seeing exactly what, you know, Will Ospreay said in the translation to, to the T. So they'll retain it and take it in. It just may not be in that particular moment, you know? So like, that's one thing that uh, I've, I've always, you know, I pride myself on is, is being able to tell the story in the ring with the mic, you know, to the best of my ability so that the Japanese audience will understand, even if I just need to string along a couple of Japanese words between the English to kind of make it all work as a package but i i think i've always been successful with that even to the fact we're like in the beginning of rapungi 3k we weren't having show in yo talk because they weren't really getting the point across or they would say something kind of silly and kind of ruin it so uh you know we had they had me doing the talking you know for a bit there uh, you mentioned rapungi 3k have you spoken to yo and how is he recovering from his surgery Oh no! Did we lose Rocky? Is he frozen in time? He's kind of stuck there. Oh, there we go. There we go. I'm back. <laughs> so I don't know how much you guys got of that, but <laughs> we didn't get any of it. If you were froze, I thought I was like, <laughs> I know shows in Best of the Super Junior, so it's not him. <laughs> no man, no, no. But I was just saying to to my point really quickly was uh, Rapungi 3K that you know I was doing the closings instead of having Show and Yo, who Show and Yo speak Japanese, but it took them a while to kind of get warmed up to you know doing a good promo and a go home promo. So I was still doing the go promos, you know, for like the whatever the first year or whatever it was, but I was still able to get my point across, you know, very crystal to uh, the Japanese audience by keeping it simple, using a couple Japanese words here and there, and uh, and just keeping it like super basic, you know. 
Do you keep in contact with them? And how is show recovering from the surgery? You mean, or, yeah. yo, I'm sorry. See, uh, I did it. God yeah, damn yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> no, he said, okay, yo, I did it for a long so time. He kind of twisted it up again. <laughs> no, yo's doing well. He's, uh, he's training back to training again. And, uh, yeah, show's just, you know, completely focused like he usually is on uh, on the best Super Junior. That He's my pick to win the best of the Super Juniors. I know it's a stacked field, but I like show, man. His, I think he's the, got a good, good opportunity, yeah. The stuff he did. He's really when, shown out the last couple times. Yeah, when they came back, that that first, you know, the, the New Japan Cup, him and Shingo. Woo, doggy. <laughs> what a banger. What a, yeah. what a match. Sonata, and, right? Yeah, him and Sonata was great, too. Yeah. 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 Um, how far how far in, into your career did you realize that you wanted to be more than just a professional wrestler and that you wanted to to be involved in all of of the other side of the business? That's a good question. Um, probably. I would say probably about six or seven years ago, I kind of started to realize that, uh, you know, obviously when you hit your thirties, I feel like you get a good, like kick in the butt, like, Oh, okay. You're not going to be young anymore for sure. Right. So, uh, you kind of started and, and just kind of my interest in other things grew, right? Like my interest in like acting, my interest in like, you know, making music for whatever myself and other people, then, um, kind of just like the creative process of, uh, of like, you know, making different videos and working with, you know, different production people on ideas and things like that outside of wrestling that kind of like got me to think like, Oh, I could probably do this inside wrestling too, and probably help out, you know? So like, uh, you know, coming up with ideas for like show and yeah, you know, like pack, like trying to help them to package it like a, like, like a producer would, you know, uh, you know, finding, a, you know, this person to do this and this person to do that, you know, and make the costumes and like, what's the colors, you know, and like, uh, so I, I think that that just kind of, uh, I don't know, it just kind of came natural to me when, when, when I started to really think about like all the things I wanted to do outside of wrestling, I was like, oh, I should probably just do them within wrestling too. And just to piggyback on that, uh, that last question, a lot of people like have been in wrestling for a while. There's a lot of veterans. There's a lot of people that have been around. What does it take to become a good producer writer uh creative person other than just being a great professional wrestler because there's a lot of people that could that could be good for this job but they just don't get it what's what's the intangible that there that 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 makes that happen being a good collaborator is the important part you know so like this is all a collaborative effort so you have to take your ego out of it and be okay with it not being your idea and when it is your idea don't forget to praise the people that you're working with I'm sorry, Kevin, to cut you off. You talk about no. collaborating, um, talking shop mania too. I mean, <laughs> the, I got the trailer over here is just running on loop. I mean, it's. <laughs> I mean, you're I trying to get that free watch code. Is that what? No, I, <laughs> okay. I just have it up over here. I, will gla- I just put out a I put out a tweet like an hour ago. I said, if we could get this thing to like fifty thousand, I'll just post a free watch code. For and I retweeted people. it. But I will. I have already put the money down. It's already ordered. I, whatever free code, I'll give it away. I don't care. Man, I'm so stressed. I mean, because there's so much writing on this. I feel like you know, like. I mean, financially for the (laughs) talking shop mania one, I thought was awesome. It was it's it's kind of like that thing you were missing during all this. Like 2020 has sucked. But man, talking shop mania is just like ninety minutes. You just 
Okay. It had everything. It literally had 90 minutes of suckiness. It's just, but like you think it's suckiness, but you know, jackass was just a bunch of guys doing stupid shit to themselves. And it became right. a phenomenon. Like Matt, Matt, it was the worst pay-per-view ever. <laughs> How do you live up to the hype? The worst pay-per-view ever part two. I mean, this yeah. you, is that, is that, that's not, what's his name? The, the, the fake Ric Flair. What's his name? Oh, Polly. There Nature you go. Boy Polly. I see him on there. That and I saw someone star. in a Max Moon costume. <laughs> Dude, let me tell you something. That guy's a star in Chocolate Chopper Mania. Holy rules. Dude, rules. Rules. You, you have a cavalcade of stars that it like may never have been stars, but they're stars. In yeah. Freight Train, absolute star. Oh, Freight Ro- Train. Listen, Freight Train's Roy, a legend. Legend. Rory Fox is an absolute, you know, he, we haven't even scratched the surface with that guy. I mean, he's he's definitely going to be headlining uh, Talking Shop of Mania 10 by the time we And, and Rory, Rory Fox actually gets a lot of love on the uh, on the Major Wrestling Figure podcast with, with Brian, who will be there as well. Right. And, and, and Matt Cardona, who won't be there, but Brian is there. Uh, Rory Fox is such an enigma. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> like, even before, like, the whole, like, tights like the, the the gear situation that show on mtv was legendary when right? you were growing up as like a teenager or young kid like before or was it uh true life i'm a pro wrestler yep, yep. and oh my god rory fox a rapid delivery getting his gear made unbelievable yeah i'm 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 so excited with, about the crew that we have for talk shop and and the crazy thing is is i promise you guys we have kept like we had to keep ourselves back from showing too much in the trailer. And I feel like that's the opposite of what everybody's used to. Like everybody wants the whole trailer so that you know what you're getting into, but we want it. We have like so many like little intricate surprises and all kinds of stuff that it was hard to hold it back. So I'm just hoping that like the trailer is good enough that people will want to watch it and order it, you know? So it's like stressful, but we also want everybody to be surprised because that's the fun of it. Right. Is when you, especially in wrestling, right. Where we love the surprises when something comes out of left field and being like, I did not see that coming. Like, where was that? You know, like that's the fun of it. So um, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm really, really proud of it, even though it's terrible and shitty. I'm really, really proud of it. And uh, <laughs> I can't wait for the world to see it because it's, it's amazing. It's truly amazing. So, so like, how did this, like, where was the, like, the, the like, the, like, the, like the, the, the origin of this talking shop of Mania? Like, where did this come from? Was it, was it you? Was it like Gallows? No, it was all Gallows. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, Gallows, he, um, you know, obviously the guys got let go from New York, right? And uh, the first thing that Gallows, like basically you know after whatever it was like a day or two the guys you know were spending time with their families uh we got a text uh carl and i and was like i'm doing this pay-per-view either you know from my backyard and it's you know during the pandemic either with you guys or without you guys and we're like what are you talking about what pay-per-view and then we all hopped on the phone and he he explained (laughs) the idea and it was like yeah we're gonna have all the, we're going to book all these wrestlers and they're going to, you know, they, they, some of them might be good. Some of them might be bad. We're going to book our friends. You know, we're going to, we're going to ask everybody to come out. And I'm like, well, and we're going to do this in your backyard. He's like, so I'm like, basically we're just doing a backyard pay-per-view. And he was like, kind of, kind of, but it's going to be, it's going to be more than that. And, you know, and like, we, I think Carl and I couldn't get our heads kind of wrapped around it at first. And then once I think once we actually sat down to like write the show and he kind of laid out the whole, he basically had the whole show laid out. And then we kind of like started to add the salt and pepper to it. Then we were like, 
oh, I see what this is going to be. But there were some segments I really had no clue what the hell was going on. I don't think anybody else did either. And then we were finally at uh, at the uh, at Gallows' house shooting it. Then I could actually understand like, oh, this is what this is. This is what this is. I had, you know, half the time I had no clue what the hell was going on. I don't think anybody else did either, but except for Gallows, I think. But the second one is now we know what's going on. Now completely. Now we know what our world is, and the you know this alternate universe that we've created. It, it's such a ridiculous thing. Like, like Luke Gallows is the one guy that, who I I don't think I've ever met, but I would love to just like hang out and just have <laughs> beers with him like all night, like literally all night. And we've met the three of us. We've met a lot of people. Gallows, I don't think anyone has had the pleasure yet, right. and we just want to talk to him and just drink beers. One hundred percent. He's he's. He loves professional wrestling so much, A, you know, like, like he knows his knowledge of professional wrestling is super impressive. Like when we, when we talk to like whatever wrestler, he'll talk about some of the most obscure things of all time. I'm just like, I've, I, I just go along with it. Cause I really only know about like Japanese wrestling now and like, you know, WWE up to maybe like 2000 or something, maybe, you know, so um, he kind of fills in all the blanks for us and we kind of all kind of work together when, you know, when we're podcasting to, uh, to kind of pull our weight, so to speak. But, um, yeah, that guy's, he's, he's hilarious. One of the greatest times of all time, just to hang out with him and, and chill, you know, now Great to drink beer with nice when, when, uh, when you, he, he sets up talking shop mania one. Now you guys decide to do number two. Is he booking all the guests or is he like Rocky? Can you? Can you just reach out and see if someone, how do you explain, <laughs> like me, I just fucking send messages to people like, Hey, love to get you on the show. Right. I'll send you an email. But you have like a relationship with these people. You're like, Hey, I want well, you to like get a fireworks yeah. shot at you. And then this, you know, dude dressed as Max Moon's going to jump out of the tree with like peanut butter all over his chest. <laughs> and you're Like, how do you. Well, so, I mean, a lot of it comes from, like, to be honest, a lot of it comes from Gallows because he's got a lot of relationships with a lot of different wrestlers, you know, coming up on the, on the East, on the East coast. And then obviously, you know, his time in, in WWE and, you know, um, TNA, all the places he'd been. So a lot of it goes through him. Um, and then like i so actually in, in talking shop mania 2 we have two shoots you know we tried to break it up kind of like was it wrestlemania 3 when they did like three locations or whatever it was wrestlemania 2 where we did they did the, the multiple locations so we tried to do that too as well so we have you know, the atlanta location that we have the los angeles location so the west coast i mean that's my shit you know i can book whoever on the west coast you know so i booked uh i booked a bunch of people for that one you know jtg taya valkyrie um uh zocrace you know some people you know some people you don't sin Bodhi. um so they're they'll be a part of you know the uh the los angeles shoot and then the atlanta shoot was mostly gallows uh and a little bit of, of anderson putting that one together and it's this friday night fight.tv talking shop mania to 10 o'clock it's 15 bucks. You spend 15 bucks at Starbucks like yep. in the first two days of the week. I don't want to hear exactly. no bullshit excuses. This is going to be the trailer. I've literally had yeah. the trailer on <laughs> on this computer for the last like five minutes, and I just keep watching it. And um, it, it, it just looks you, it doesn't unbelievable. Do it justice. The rise. It doesn't do it justice. Watch. The rise. We have, of a, the... We, have, we have the most probably the craziest cinematic match of all time. 
And I know like cinem- like these cinematic matches are probably going to be like over they're they're going they're probably going to be this trend is going to be done faster but like i think that we're going to be the kings of it when it's all done like we're going to have mastered it completely more than anybody else because a like the comedy aspect if you just talk about like uh the boner yard match from last time the comedy (laughs) aspect of basically it's like stepbrothers right it's like will ferrell and and, uh and uh what's his name um John, yeah, yeah, John C. Riley just going at it from from Step Brothers. It just happens to be wrestling based, right? And then obviously this ball for a ball, I mean, is ridiculous. What I mean, those I mean, obviously the concept is insane. For the only way to win is a man has to lose a testicle. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> it's insanity. <laughs> but but uh, not only that, but the Chico El Luchador versus Chavo Guerrero Jr. Lucha Libre death match where the stakes are higher than they've ever been because a man must die. <laughs> That's Someone the- has to die. It's a Lucha Libre death match. It's not like a death match where you're used to like, you know, maybe there's some barbed wire, you know, somebody might bleed, you know, might get, you know, you might get some trash cans thrown at you. I'm like, no, you can bring any weapon and a man must die. So, I mean, that's the only way that, that this score will be settled. <laughs> that's amazing. Now, now uh, d- I'm going oh, to have some go one more quick one and then we'll get out of here. If this COVID era subsides at some point in 2021 or whenever it, it may, um, will these cinematic matches still be a thing? In the Talking Chopper Mania world, 100%. Oh. Yes. That, I, think <laughs> they, that was, I think that goes without saying. That's the only way it can. Really I, I think that goes without saying. Okay, okay. But just in general. In general. I think that will be less inclined. I think th- I think that the industry will be less inclined to do them because they're going to be so stoked that you know we can have people. But we've definitely, uh, t- you know, I th- but I do think that this is a part of the future in a way, right? We're just going to see maybe less of them for sure, uh, and use kind of sparingly. Right. But I don't think they're going away now. Perfect. You mentioned it before, uh, Chico El Luchador, uh, very. Um mysterious figure mm. uh what can you tell us about him he is the first ever talking shop mania champion i mean yeah he held it probably for like i don't know 30 minutes or so so i mean you know shout out to him uh you know and and the funny thing is we actually forgot that uh it was a 24 7 title so spoiler alert we didn't we didn't bring that storyline back for the next one because we completely forgot about it just became the main event title <laughs> uh but uh um yeah dude chico chico is (laughs) chico is basically like all these wrestlers that you've met like and kind of heard about and all the stories kind of all i guess sex ferguson they're all kind of our chat too bad sex ferguson chico luchara they're all just these packages you know packages of of all these different wrestlers and all these stories that you hear and the kind of like the good things but mostly the bad things you know kind of all packaged into one kind of character and, uh, you know, it's fun to bring them to life because, you know, you can really get away with doing all kinds of crazy shit, like killing a man. But unlike Marty Jannetty, this is, you know, purely for entertainment. Or like Marty Jannetty, this is purely for entertainment. Yeah, yeah Marty Jannetty, him, Billy Jack Haynes. I mean, you... you Scott Hall. Yeah, they do it. Well, I mean, <laughs> Scott Hall's documented. I don't know about right, Billy Jack right. Haynes. Um, okay, okay. obviously talking shop and mania comes from talking shop, the podcast you do with, uh, the good brothers and, um, uh, give a little back. I mean, it's essentially just three guys shooting the shit, having a good time, 
right. drinking some beers, taking their pants off, as you like to say. <laughs> right. No, I mean, it, it all started um, 2014, I want to say, like somewhere around 2014, 2015, when uh, Anderson and I, you know, like, you know, we, we're best friends. We, we came through the dojo together in L.A., and in, uh, in the early 2000s and he um you know this was i think cabana had a podcast and maybe a couple other people had a podcast at this time it wasn't you know what it is now and um he was like we should start a podcast because you know one day we should definitely be on the radio and i was like yeah we should be on the radio yeah then yeah you know so then he was like uh, let's start a podcast and our first guest will be gallows and i was like oh that's a good idea you know so we sit down and we just you know we didn't have any equipment we just put our iphone in the middle of a table and you know we're just drinking all around us so like literally like everybody's just slamming drinks down and the audio is so terrible and it was like this for months <laughs> we just but for some reason we just started to build a small community of people who wanted to listen to this craziness and um it just kind of took off from there so we did the first what basically is kind of like uh the precursor to talk and shop topic and shop a mania we did these things where we call them the talk and shop movies and it's like a 30 minute movie and it's you know that's basically where you know the torturer comes from and and all these kind of basically what you see in talk and shop a mania too it, it all kind of starts at this point so we sold that thing i think we sold like i don't know a couple thousand a couple thousand copies and it basically gave us the money to buy actually like good recording equipment so that we could take on the road so we're just touring japan and then recording podcasts every week and putting them out. And we did that for about a year and a half. And then we were, by that time, we were just so over podcasting. Nobody wanted to show up for the podcast anymore. It was like, oh, <laughs> I just want to like go eat dinner and go to sleep. Like, I don't know. I don't want to record this stupid podcast, <laughs> you know? So like we were over it. We were done with it. Then whatever the boys left to, you know, to WWE and, you know, the world went on. And then I, earlier this year, they were coming to, to Los Angeles to town. And we were, and we, we had always been talking about like, let's just do one and just see what happens and put it out. Let's just see what happens. So, so we recorded, we recorded two episodes, you know, not really knowing where it was going to go back in like February or something. And, uh, we recorded them. It was like four weeks before WrestleMania, I think. And we recorded them, put them out, not really knowing if we were going to do a third or fourth. And, you know, then we started, you know, like, let's do another one. Yeah. Okay. Well, so we recorded another one, recorded another one. And then it was like uh, the pandemic hits and then these guys got fired, and, you know, and then it was like, well, if you guys want to, you know, basically we, we kind of uh, trolled everybody and was just like, well, if you guys want to hear like what's going to happen or what these guys think about them getting fired, tune into Talking Shop this week. <laughs> then all of a sudden we're like the number one podcast in sports, like <laughs> like in, in yeah. one week, just off of that, you know? So it, it just kind of was just a crazy, crazy run. And then we just been, we just been hitting the pavement hard, you know, hustling and trying to get the, you know, spread the word and, and get the right guests. And, you know, it, it's podcasting is hard, so much harder than I thought it was. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it just takes a lot out of you time wise, you know, it, it's I'm not going to talk about the time wise stuff because these guys do way <laughs> more than me. But um, it just just in terms of the, the market is so ridiculous. Everyone that's ever done anything in wrestling has a podcast now. Right. So why would you listen right. to three guys from Jersey talk about wrestling with and that's why we're grateful to have you because hopefully that that helps it. But why 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 did Gallows and Anderson get fired? Why like why did that happen? How is that even possible in the world? I mean, 
you man, you really want to get me to, to, to <laughs> no, no, you don't have to. I, don't no, I, I mean, I feel like, I mean, I, I think, I mean, I think we all kind of know why they got fired now in, in the, in the fact of like, it, you know, it wasn't anything that had to do with their skill level or whatever. I think that they were just, you know, some of the, the more expensive guys on the roster, maybe for their level right. and, um, and, you know, WWE, you know, maybe using the excuse of, of the pandemic to, to cut some money, you know, really, and, and keep the stock high, obviously when the market is, is, was going through some craziness at that time. So um, whatever they find, you know, they did what they had to do as a, as a business entity. And um, you know, whether we, you and I think it's fair is kind of whatever, but I think, you know, I think what, what the good thing about it and the positive thing about it is those guys are happier than ever. And they're happy to be, you know, outside of that world and, and being, you know, the entrepreneurs that they are, they're able to do talk and shop a mania, you know, and, you know, work on the podcast, you know, work on, you know, all the other projects that we have going, the real gimmicks, um, the animated stuff that we're doing. So it's kind of opened up the doors to do all these other things that, you know, really you can only do if WWE lets you do it, you know, or tells you, you know, if they're producing something, then you can play a bit part in it. Well, now it's like now, you know, the future is really ours, you know, like we can do these kind of events and build, you know, uh, just uh, something completely different. Uh, and that's, that's the ownership, re- you know, retains to us. So like when I talk about talking shop and main and how stressed I am about how, how we are financially, because we spent so much money, <laughs> so much, we, you know, we, we, we got cocky when we started spending money left and right to really bring this thing, uh, you know, bring this thing to make it bigger and better than the first one, you know? So I shouldn't say better, but make it, make it worse than no, the first one. But it should be it should be better, shouldn't it? Uh, if it's the second one, definitely. We're, I mean, we're that's the goal, right? That's the goal. And I think that that you got your happiness comes across when you guys are doing talking shop mania or talking shop like. And I think fans can relate to that, like especially you know twenty twenty's been twenty twenty's been a shit show. So to you know to to see you guys just even if it's for half an hour, having a good time, drinking some beers, talking to Bill Goldberg, which is fucking fantastic. So um, crazy. It, it, yeah. You know, it comes through, and I think that really helps. And you guys are having fun. You know, no one's, you're not sitting here being like, Talk Chop Mania is going to be the next WrestleMania. We're going to sell the garden next week. Like, you're like, this Master is shit. Like it's Master terrible. <laughs> like, I'm taking you, Vince. I'm taking you on, bro. You know, like, you're just giving to it mattresses. to us. You're giving it to us at face value. And I think that's, as fans, that's what we like. Like, you're not like, you're like, this is going to be the worst pay-per-view ever. Buy yeah. it if you want. And it's, the, re- <laughs> the reviews for the first one are, uh, like, me and a couple of the other guys that do, uh, the show and we have a Wednesday night show where we talk about dynamite. It was like, you got to watch Talk and Shop Mania. It's amazing, <laughs> and to to punch out for ninety minutes and that's all, right. you know that's a lot of we're grown men. We punch out from the world when we watch wrestling just to right. not worry about shit. And for ninety minutes, if I can laugh my balls off and see, you know, El Chico uh, Luchador and right. someone's dying, someone's dying Friday night, Friday the thirteenth. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to. I, I hope that in the end, it's like such a cult classic. It's like, um, it's basically like the Rocky Horror Picture Show or something like that, where something where like a community of people could come together and like, let's watch the first and second one, or let's you know watch one, two, and three, or whatever you know, however and you know however many we end up doing. But like, I hope that it's that kind of, you know, wrestling cultural thing. You know, like they could make a small community out of it where 
you know, every, every year at WrestleMania, there's a viewing of some sort, you yeah. know, I mean, something cool like that, you know, I, I think it could be, it could definitely be that because um, I, even I just watched the first one like a week or two ago and, and I've seen it probably so many times now, like 12 times probably because yeah, you know, I'm, I'm like helping with the editing and like stuff. And, and uh, I laugh every time at all the same parts, just like <laughs> I would at, you know, Anchorman, you know, that's one of my favorite movies <laughs> of all time. So like, I, it's the same kind of deal or Zoolander. Like I can quote yeah. that movie all, all fucking day, you know? So like it's, and it's the same thing for me. When you're, when you're in a glass case of emotion, it's uh, right. you can get out of it by watching Talking Shop of Mania. Yes, yes. There you go. Baxter! <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got to ask you real quick. Orange Mocha Frappuccino. That's my one. Right? <laughs> Milk was a bad choice. <laughs> I got to ask you real quick. I've been, I've been watching the uh, Primetime Live every Tuesday on, uh, on Fight TV. And uh, came across some surprise uh, mystery entrance into the uh, UWN World Tournament. Uh, you and Davari had a hell of a match on Tuesday night. How Thank did you. this all come about? This just what, was you it know, all last minute. It was all last minute. I got called the night before by uh, Mr. David Marquez, and he was like, "Well, you know, we had some travel issues with some people. It looks like they won't be coming. So, do you mind uh, stepping in? Excuse me." And they they've also you know been helping us out with the production of new Japan strong. So I, I really felt like it was a, an, an easy way to, uh, you know, just kind of say thank you for all the hard work that they've uh, put into, you know, helping us with new Japan strong and, and, and keeping that thing you know, going and, and well on, you know, on NJPW world. So kind of just had to do with that. And, you know, and thankfully it's not very far from the, where they film it is not very far from the dojo or from my house. So, um, I just, you know, hopped on down there, got my, I got my COVID test, hopped on down there and was ready to rock and roll. And first time I think I've ever had a singles match with Davari, you know, after all these years. So, and, uh, it was pretty crazy. Cause I was talking, I was, I was telling him, I was like, remember when we were in the super eight together and we like hung out after and everything <laughs> It was like, that's so crazy. That was so long ago. It was like, it was a long time ago. So, uh, it, it's, it's crazy that our, our paths are still crossing and, uh, especially, you know, on a kind of whim like that on an election night of all, you know, so of all nights. So very interesting. I'll, I'll definitely never forget where I was on the election now, you know? So, I mean, also uh, I hadn't seen Davari in a while, man, he got ripped. Uh, there, there's a handful oh. of guys like we were talking earlier, like uh, Tanahashi's looking jacked and yeah. uh, who was it? Uh, uh, Will Ospreay, you guys, I mean, he's been looking jacked like, and Davari like just blew me out of the water. I'm like, man, he's been like a gym rat since everything's been happening. Yeah, I don't think he eats any carbs or anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like meat, protein, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. N- none of us know gym lingo, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> we don't know that. But Davari, pro- man, right? He's probably not eating cake and donuts like. I am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's also not podcasting in a basement right now. <laughs> right. So, yeah. That's who he's got on us. <laughs> you you mentioned New Japan Strong, and they just announced about an hour ago this Friday night. You and Rust uh, Taylor, yeah, um, and cool. you guys have been like the, just. I think the way New Japan pivoted and they used the LA Dojo during the pandemic to give us fans some amazing content with some amazing talent: Alex Zane, Christian Blake, uh, obviously Clark Connors, Carl Fredrickson. Um, I mean, you got. You, it seems like you guys have your finger on the pulse, and you brought in so much young talent. And I think Russ Taylor is a great, great 
talent. Uh, Ring of Honor, you were in the ROH Pure Tournament, too, with, with Rust. Um, what can we look forward to Friday night uh, before Talking Shop of Mania 2? Because this yeah. is, you gotta, you got to do it all Friday night. You're going to be right, everywhere. Right. A lot of stuff going on on Friday. Um, you know, uh, Rust and I, we, we have a, a, a long history, actually, because we both started, you know, training with a guy named Jesse Hernandez. So we both kind of came from the same roots which is, uh, which is interesting. And we've kind of, you know, always crossed path, but I feel like he's the type of guy who didn't necessarily very talented, but didn't get a, you know, a, like a look at or a fair shake. It's, it's taken a really long time uh, for him to get an opportunity like new Japan, uh, you know, new Japan strong or ring of honor, or, you know, the pure, you pure title tournament or whatever. Um, it kind of almost like a Scorpio sky, like, because you maybe weren't on the East coast, you know, where the East coast seems to like always, kind of push out those wrestlers because they have you know these bigger independents with more spotlight and you know more regular shows uh on the west coast it's kind of hard to branch out so um i feel like it's crazy that he's been wrestling i don't probably 12 years at least you know i would say and and he's just barely getting the opportunities that he is now but he's a very talented wrestler he's in phenomenal shape and um he's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder, which I, I, I kind of like, you know, even though he's, he's poking at, at me, the bear, but uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just not, I'm not a bear. I'm like a little, like a little Rottweiler. Get it? No. But, uh, <laughs> um, so we're going to have, yeah, that uh, might be you know, dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, you guys get it right. Old school. ROH. Oh, yeah. But he, um, I'm just glad he's getting the opportunity and uh, I'm happy to be the guy if he's trying to make his name in new Japan strong, I'm happy to be the guy to, uh, to at least let him try, you know? So uh, I'll definitely be uh, bringing my a game as I, as I always do. And um, new Japan strong has been good for me. I mean, I thought I had a really good showing against Jay. Um, you know, one of my kind of favorite uh, outings of this year, you know, not being able to do the, uh, the best of super junior and, you know, I won't be in the J cup this year, but uh, you know, I, th- I thought I had a, you know, a, a really good showing against somebody who, you know, he's, he's a dick, but he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. <laughs> that would be the switchblade, right? Yes. The yeah. guy that, Tony- that, you know, the merchandise that you're wearing right now. He's my guy. No, Tony hates him. Tony fucking hates his guts. We all, yeah. we all, we all- Thank you guys. Yeah. I knew, I knew there were some good dudes on this podcast. You oh, are damn right. <laughs> very misinformed. Um, <laughs> one of my great, one of my favorite things ever was being at the garden to see uh, Okada beat him for the championship. That was so awesome. What a moment. So the garden was incredible. I'm so sad that we didn't get to do it this year with yeah. wrestle dynasty because I mean, that would have been like, obviously wrestle kingdom level, you know, show, you know, event. So uh, maybe I next think, year. I, th- I think we all miss it. I think we all miss being at Madison Square Garden. It's just we're, we're very close to it, so it's ridiculous. Right, uh, right. It's insane. Yeah, well, we don't want to keep hoping. you too much longer, Rocky. You mentioned the Super J Cup. Uh, does El Fantasmo repeat, or do you have uh, do you have someone unseating him this year? You know, I think Leo's got a good chance. I would say I think Leo's got a good chance, and. ACH has a good chance. I feel like one of those two. I like you know? him. I like I'm him being on back in the sides. picture. I like him being back in the picture too. He's more, you know, he's focused and and rededicated himself, and uh, he's grown up a lot. You know, I can say that. You know, he's definitely grown up a lot and and really matured um, quite a bit. And and obviously the experiences that he's had, 
in and outside of the ring in the last couple of years, since the last time we had seen him in, in new Japan, I feel like there there's been some really, some real growth and change as a wrestler and as a human, you know? So um, I'm glad that he's a part of the team, especially with new Japan strong. I, I feel like that's what I love about strong is that you, like you said, you're getting like young talent, you're getting talent that we hadn't seen in Japan for a while, kind of get reintroduced seeing guys who are veterans like fred rosser i mean like where the hell did he come from like <laughs> you know what i'm saying love, like, love him jersey you know, guy he's there you go yeah he I mean he's so good and um i didn't know it i didn't know it and and you and you know i, I not that i you know didn't watch wwe but i didn't watch to the extent that like you could see how good some of the guys from that like nexus group really were and obviously he he's he's at the forefront of it and uh, i'm glad that he's getting the opportunity now yeah. on a show like strong where he can really shine, you know, I got to ask, cause he's on, he's in, he's in the world tag league and he has the voice of an angel, but I've never experienced it live. Tai Chi. I mean, is it just, really? what is it? It's Come gotta on. be an, un, it's gotta be breathtaking to hear him sing. <laughs> Have you ever heard it? <laughs> Not live, but uh, when I, I watch New Japan world, uh, tape. <laughs> he's fantastic. The voice of an angel. And let I me ask see you him this. On that lip, I want to see him on that. What is the lip syncing championships or whatever they have that show? He should be on that. What he probably won't even win that. Yeah, true. How do you even over Zoom? How does the, the feed break down when Yano goes into his tights? I don't understand. You know what? I have no idea. You know, the, I'd say faulty cable somewhere, you know, just somewhere down the line. There's some faulty cables that I, I just I don't know what's going on. It must be something that has to do with world. And I'm going to have to have a, a serious chat with them to f- see if they can fix it. Let me I'll ask you, tonight. as a professional wrestler, how hard is it to untie somebody else's shoes and then tie them together? Because that looked like it was not an easy task uh, for Chiano <laughs> to do Saturday against Zack Sabre Jr. What? It took him like, it felt like 15 minutes. It was like the longest Yano match I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it's like, I'm like, hey, Kevin was like, I think he's doing something. I can't tell exactly what he's doing to his shoes or something. What's that? What's that? And it was like, and then it just kept going and going. And poor Zach, I don't know what he was doing, but yeah. Yeah. I guess, I don't know. That Yano, he's a character. He shouldn't get a job at Foot Locker, that's for sure, because it would take him forever to lace those things up. No, he should get a job at Foot Locker because he <laughs> locked the foots. Maybe great clips too. Touche. The uh, the the camaraderie <laughs> with you and Kevin and and Chris, uh, it comes across great when you guys do the the English um, shows. How great is Kevin Kelly at what he does? Because I think people always see him as like the WWF guy, like. But man, Kevin crushes it, crushes it. And I was so upset when they, and with all due respect to Jim Ross and Josh Barnett, they did a great job. But man, Kevin Kelly is just, he's got his finger on the pulse of New Japan Pro Wrestling, and he does such a great job telling telling the stories. I mean, man, he is he is a treasure to us American fans who don't understand Japanese. When we watch, right. he explains everything to a T. I mean, how great is it to work with him? It's unbelievable how great at his job is and um you know I, I don't know how many fans really know how commentating works especially on the level of like uh, a big production like wwe or whatever you know you've got somebody in your ear the whole time cueing you in and out of things and and uh you know maybe there's a vince mcmahon or somebody you know telling you hey you know that we're gonna be out to go in commercial in 30 seconds blah 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 it's like 
we they we get like a like a little like a couple of those things when it matters and then the rest of it like kevin just knows the timing of the show and knows how how it's being paced and he can basically be like the floor director for the commentator so whether it's a three-man booth or a four-man booth if gino's there then it's like he's directing us uh you know so that he can do his job great then he'll throw to us. obviously you can tell when he's like gino and your thoughts about you know whatever as a bullet club guy makes his way down the ring um so he he's it's it's pretty awesome to have somebody as experienced as he has in these kind of high level uh situations and then not only just just having the knowledge of what my strengths are, what Chris's strengths are, what Gino's strengths are, and then being able to produce and direct them during the broadcast as he's getting out like these whimsical thoughts. And, you know, it's, it's really awesome. I mean, he's really incredible, like, like really like no other, and there's no, there's there's no like big team behind it. You know, there's not like a bunch of producers behind it saying, Oh, make sure you to mention this and this and this, you know, like it's him, it's him. He's the guy. And, uh, you know, and some of us sometimes we're like writing notes to each other or something like that, you know, like sometimes, but really he's, he's the, he's the, uh, the, uh, not the composer, but the, what's the guy when they, the the composer, the the conductor, the conductor, Conductor, he's the conductor. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've learned so much from him. He's a, he's a great mentor when it, when it's come to this game and, and really helped to bring out my confidence, you know, cause I was very like timid in the beginning when you listen back to me and Carino and him uh, and I'm calling like the, whatever the first G1 that I was a part of is very different, you know? So, and I feel so much more comfortable in my skin because of it. Yeah. And it, it, you're, it seems like everything that you put your, yourself into, you succeed at. And it's very, it's very good to see that, especially when like commentary and, 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 and creative and all this stuff, it's, it's amazing to see and not many people can hang their hat on that. So that's, that's pretty dope to us. I appreciate it. You know, I'm, tr- I'm trying, you know, I mean, uh, one thing is like, uh, I've kind of accepted that I'm going to make mistakes on the way and I'm going to fuck up, you know, but fuck it, you know, like yeah. I'm trying, you know, I'm trying, you know, it's better than, than not trying, you yeah. know? So, so I mean, yeah, like, I'm just going to keep trucking and, you know, some things will stick and some, t- some things won't, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll just continue to try to improve and get better at, at, at all these things that, you know, get put in front of me. Well, well I, I do have some commentary experience myself. So if you need any pointers or tips or tricks, you, you see, they, they all, you and, and, you're, and you're anti Jay white. So I like that too, you know, so Jay I white feel like we're worse. He's just trash. Right? <laughs> he's going to walk yeah, out of wrestle he, kingdom as the champion. No, he's not. <sighs> No, he's not. This is a Bushy's year. Sorry. Oh, this enough. Is- Get off. He's your little he fuck boy. Knock it off. <laughs> and he got screwed again by Jay White this year. He's taking the whole thing. Oh, he's going to shut the boy up and I, he's gonna give Naito a run for his money. You watch. I felt like I could I could feel it in my bones, right? I was like, okay, this was going to be the year. It's 2020. Of course, Jay White wins the freaking briefcase. Of course. So I was like. That's right. Because he's cheating son of a bitch. That's why. <laughs> and then he's going <laughs> to win the IWGP double championships to start off oh. 2021 as the best year ever. Nope. Come on. We're going to get <laughs> Jay as the champ. We're going to get Talking Shop Mania 3, maybe 4. Yeah. If, if if the world keeps going this way, yeah, definitely. You'll keep getting How? more Talking Shop Mania. Anyway, I got to stop that. How dare you lump Talking Shop Mania in with that piece of shit, Jay White? How no, we're talking it? gold. No. 
Fool's gold is what Jay White is. Yeah. Your ass hurts. Fool's gold. It's going to be the, does. the best way for 2021 to start. <laughs> Rocky. I had a chicken sandwich from Smashburger for dinner. It's kind of. You're going to smash your toilet, buddy. Uh, Rocky, before we let you go, we've, <laughs> talked, we've had a bunch. That's how we're, go- we're going home I strong. We've, we've talked to a bunch of guys. Lance Archer in particular. The horse meat. Do you? Yeah. What What's the closest Am I partaking? thing? Like, have you eaten it? And what does it taste like? Would you eat it again? Why is yeah, it I've raw? It. Why eat... don't they yeah. cook it? What's wrong with the I Japanese? I don't know. It's like a delicacy, I guess. Each town is like, or each uh, state is is known for something, right? Okay. So, uh, this particular state is known for raw horse, horse meat. meat. So, is it <laughs> any it good? Is, you know? That's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Do you know about Tony? Ask what's what were we talking about before? Choco Town. Oh yeah. My, my you... wife is off the off in the corner, just judging me. Going, <laughs> <laughs> don't judge me. Um, we yeah we had a discussion earlier. You're familiar with um with Gato Move, right? Gato Move. Yeah. It's, uh, Emi Sakahara's promotion. No. 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 Okay. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Uh-uh. Way to assume, Tony. But what about what's it called? <laughs> Chocolate Town, Choco Town. Yeah, cho- Chocolate Town. Um, what is that? <laughs> oh, it's this weird. Uh, Nobody Tony, knows. Go ahead. Come on, the floor is yours. Why are you putting me up to this? Rocky doesn't want to hear about this nonsense. Maybe I don't he, know any of those. Maybe he does. So, so, so uh, Emmy Sakahara, she's one yeah. of the women that was involved in the AW Women's Division. Right. Uh, right. She's responsible, I guess, for bringing in Riho and a couple of the other ladies and. Uh, no, so they run a promotion, and, and Kenny Omega and, and a few of the other guys were involved in it. But uh, because of the pandemic, they've uh, been relegated, unfortunately, to uh, wrestling in what is pretty much just like a storefront. And it's in, like, Chocolate Town, I think we figured out was what it was called. It's a little area of Tokyo. Oh, I think I've seen – is is uh, Chris Brooks in that sometimes? I think so. There's, there's, a, there's, a, few, uh, there's a few guys involved, but it's mostly like these up-and-coming – uh, female wrestlers. Well. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, uh, I feel like I've seen like a clip of like a, like a storefront type. You probably have thing. like somebody look, coming through the window and like, yes, stuff. exactly. Yeah. There's yeah, a okay, window okay. in the background. They use All it right. to dive off of and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Guys that are taking photos and things like that. Just a really weird scene, but I guess you got to do what you got to do in this pandemic. You got, Hey, you got to do what you got to do to keep things going. I mean, for sure. He's familiar. He knew. I, yeah, I, I've seen the clips. I've seen the clips. I didn't know what it was called. I th- I honestly thought it was DDT this whole time. I thought it was just like a like a weird DDT show, like no. a side like a side DDT show. You know, because you know DDT sometimes they'll have like a match on a train, you know, or like <laughs> like they have they have different venues or like the river, like the river area, like, yeah, that, like down yeah, by the shore. Did you ever go to that venue called the river? <laughs> Look, I'll tell you what, when I was, when I was like a teenager, man, and I was buying videotapes off RF videos, there was like a Japanese death match in a bathhouse. I was like, I gotta have this. I can't tell you who I want to say it was wing Kanamura, And I don't know who else. They do that, but they do that. DDT had did they have that show at the Tokyo Dome? They're like, we're gonna have a show at the Tokyo Dome, and then it was like it was like an empty Tokyo Dome, and then they didn't put up a ring. They just started fighting around the Tokyo Dome. I don't know. I it sounds fantastic, though. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, there's some good clips. Yeah. Yeah. So so I thought so. I figured it was just a DDT related thing. 
Yeah, Gato Move runs shows called Choco Pro Live because it's in Chocolate City or whatever the translation is. In, uh, in yeah, I, I got to see really more. Really weird stuff. <laughs> I need to see more. I'm, he, sorry, I'm sorry it came to this point in the conversation. Well, you didn't see when Chris Brooks said and they had that match at the um, at the water park? No, that I'm not familiar with. <laughs> You guys never that seen this like, though? Yeah, like, oh, I saw it. <laughs> okay. We've seen it some weird stuff. It was pretty look, viral. Yeah, it was pretty viral. We watched some weird stuff. We watched some weird Japanese wrestling where at the end of the match, the loser got, she had sex with the referee and the it was weird. It was, uh, bro, weird. and there, and there were people in the crowd. See, this is where Matt takes us to a level that, yeah, you saw, you didn't have to mention that you saw it. Why? It's weird. People were there. People paid to see it. It was like That's a wrestling it. match, and then they and had sex afterwards. Pick, you can't just pick videos off of Pornhub and say they're Japanese wrestling yeah. matches. Yeah, I swear to God, it was a Japanese <laughs> wrestling match. <laughs> Boy. And, and the crowd was packed to the rafters. They had, like, like it looked like your typical wrestling show, and then you got a little bonus action after the pinfall. <laughs> oh, my God. It's bonus weird, or... dude. It's real weird. There's some it's weird shit out there. Shit out yeah. there, man. God bless uh, Japan. I this can't is... wait to go. Yeah, and this is where you get all the ideas for Talking Shop Mania 3. Minus the <laughs> yeah, sex. We don't have to do the sex part. This is where Rocky this, leaves the show. And never comes back. The secret nah. booking meeting. Yeah. If there's a Talking Shop of Mania 3 where there's a window full of chocolate, we know it came from this episode. <laughs> Talking Shop of Mania 2, this Friday night, fight.tv. It's the best $15 you're going to spend. 10 o'clock. Easily. You get... you. Get a couple, get a six pack. You hang out, you have some laughs. It'll be the ne- best ninety minutes, uh, and you'll you'll be helping Rocky and, and the Good Brothers and everyone that put their time and effort into making this the worst pay per view you've ever seen. Second worst pay per view because Talk Correct. Shop Mania won. Maybe Legends of Wrestling. Legends of Wrestling is pretty bad. That's what I hear. They always say Legends of Wrestling and Talking Shop of Mania. So I mean, that, it's it's what an honor it is to be. Uh, with such great um, the- <laughs> <laughs> Jake the Snake, the bowels, his- <laughs> and Yoko's. But that's not even the worst match on R.I.P. that show. Uh, the worst match is the men down under who used to be the sheep herders against Volkov oh and the Sheik, and that was just pitiful. Oh my god! All right, let's, let's, let's let Rocky get out of here. <laughs> At Azucar uh, Rock on the Twitter machine, Rocky Romero yeah. merch.com. Uh, Talking Shop is available iTunes, Stitcher, uh, right. Spotify, Spotify, wherever you get yep, your podcast. Yep. They're like forty minutes. They're awesome. Like I said, yeah, Chain amazing. Helms episode just dropped on Saturday. Uh, Bill Goldberg was the week before, and they have all other people outside of the wrestling business, entertainment, everything. It's an excellent listen. Uh, and yeah, a lot if you're of fun. around the uh, Baltimore area, we're bringing Talking Shop live uh, November twenty second. So Jimmy's, you going to Jimmy Jimmy's? Seafood? Jimmy Seafood. It'll be live at Jimmy Seafood. Um, it'll be socially distanced. Most stomping grounds, Baltimore. Yeah, it'll only be about 100 tickets. So um, come check us out. Hang out with us. It'll be a lot of fun. Get on it now. Get folks. Good food, too. Good food. Real good food. Those tickets are going to go awesome. fast. Get on it now. Rocky, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. We really appreciate you. And we Thank look you, forward fellas. to uh, this I Friday night. Hey, this was a lot of fun. I can't wait to do it again. Anytime you want to come back, we'll talk talk, well, talk I always, shop. Dude, I, I always got shit to plug, so for sure. We, this is the place Absolutely. to do it, my man. We love cool. plugging shit on this show. Trust me. Some <laughs> <laughs> of us more than others. <laughs> oh, you got me all that way. <laughs> all right. I appreciate it, fellas. Have a great night. You too, Rocky. Talk Thank you. Well. you. Awesome. Have a great night. Yeah. Bye-bye. Oh, Rocky man. Romero. 
We're going to be plugging his shit. Oh, what a Ooh. fucking great time. Holy Giddy shit. Up. We're playing uh, games, all right? All right. I know it's late. We've been going on forever. Special thanks to Watts and Rocky Romero for joining us. Tony, you said you want to talk a little UWN. You want to blow through that real fast? I mean, I can mention the fact that uh, we got the semifinals coming up. Uh, give me one second. I, I had the notes, but I tossed them aside. Oh, great. Oh. So we've got Sean Devari, who defeated our guest Rocky Romero in round one. He's going to take on Mike Bennett in the second round, who won his match against Kevin Martinson. Both great matches, by the way. Uh, one match I really didn't care for. Fred Rosa moves on by DQ over Eric Redbeard. Uh, I was kind of shit on the ending. I mean, it was okay up to that point. And, of course, Chris Dickinson beat uh, our buddy, the librarian, uh, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, so there's your finals. You got uh, in the semis, you got Fred Roser against Chris Dickinson. You got Sean Devari against Mike Bennett. And uh, this week we've got your world tag team championship. I know we've talked about it earlier. Fresh back from quarantine from Mongrovia. The question mark will be teaming up against with uh, Aaron Stevens against your NWA world tag team champions, Eli Drake and the Cowboy James Storm. That's going to be a hell of a match. Uh, so that's going to be some good stuff. Overall, once again, uh, UWN bringing the goods this past week. Leo Rush made his debut. Oh, he yeah. took on Fidel. What Castro. was his last name? Uh, Fidel Bravo. That guy can fucking move. He's a squatty little motherfucker, but he was hanging in there with Leo Rush. They had, as the kids say, a banger of a match. So uh, Leo Rush is right now a part of the United Wrestling Network. So good times ahead. He's making eyes at the gold as well, but he'll have to wait till the end of the tournament, just like our friend Watts does. That's it in a nutshell. All right. Uh, let me blow through some notes here. And if you want to chime in, chime in. MLW Restart, November 18th, Wednesday night on YouTube. Davey Boy Smith Jr. challenges Fatu, the MLW World Championship. Also Take announced. Promos, Davey Boy Smith Jr. ACH, Leo Rush, um, Conan, Buku Dao, the Dirty Blondes, Zenshi, Calvin Tankman, Brian Pillman Jr., ACH, Savio Vega, Jordan Oliver, Joseph Samael, Loki. All the parks, L.A. Park, L.A. Park Jr., Hijo de L.A. Park, Dominic Garini, Simon Gosh, King Mo, Filthy Tom, uh, all will be a part of the relaunch. Obviously, the champions, Hammerstone, the Von Erics, Richard Holiday. This is big for them. They're going uh, November 18th on YouTube. So, You forgot Myron Reed. Myron Reed's getting a, a challenge from Brian Pillman Jr., who's trying to drop some weight. I did I not forget. Up on this show and, and the tapings or whatnot, but... Yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be a banger of a match too. Myron against Pillman Jr. Yeah, buddy. Um, Friends of the show. Oh yes. Yeah. What else? What else? We talked about Best of the Super Junior starts November fifteenth. That will be going one night on, one night off with the the World Tag League. They announced the ten teams for the Tag League: Finn Juice, Taichi, Zack Saber Jr., Gorillas of Destiny make the return to Japan. Hiroshi Tanahashi and uh, Hanare are a tag team. Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto. Toriyano, Big Tom, Shingo, and uh, Sonata, Evil, and Yujiro, Bad Luck Folly, Chase Owens, and Great Okan, and a mystery partner. Uh, what else do I got here? Impact is having um, one of their uh, uh, special shows on a Saturday night, Turning Point. Rich Swan will defend against Sammy Callahan this week on Impact. Uh, Chris Bay uh, will, uh, sorry, TJP will take on X Division champion Rohit Raju. Matt. Matt, you know what else was? You know what else was a match on that show? What? Two dear good friends of mine facing off. Best friends, bitter enemies. Oh Jesus Christ! Brian Myers versus Swaggle. Swaggle. 
on that show. That's Two uh, dear good friends. That's Saturday night on the Impact Plus app. Uh, WWE announced that Survivor Series will be the Undertaker's final farewell. I haven't the slightest idea what that means. And I couldn't give less of a shit. Whatever. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. WWE released Tony Kimmel today. Yeah, that's Tony. You like literally read my mind. That was a surprise. Yeah, that was a. I mean, the rated R superstar. Superstar. That's what it was. Here we go. The rated R superstar. T Donk Kimmel. T Donk, how do you feel about getting released from WWE today? I'm chill. gonna release into my fucking uh, chair in a few minutes. All right, why you gonna pee? Sandwich. All right, Tony, you got uh, and that's all the news and notes. There's really we don't watch the WWE product that uh, as much as we used to, so there really isn't much to talk about there. Survivor Series brand supremacy, it's going down. I don't know. Check your local cable providers. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> in 2020, check your local cable provider to so- see. We'll it's do a game anyway. with Kevin, but before that, what's the standings right now? You didn't mention the standings. Yeah, we don't we don't know where we are. I think I, get, I think me and I think me and Tony gained the uh, game on you, Matt. Uh, you and Tony came in at ten and five for the weekend. I was nine and six. Tony took the lead at one forty two and seventy seven. I am one game back at one forty one and seventy eight, and Kevin is only three games back at one thirty eight and ninety. And now we and we go till. It's not the calendar year. There's a we go to the end of a show, right? Correct. The Royal Rumble kicked off this year, so we'll go to whatever pay per view is uh, right before the Royal Rumble. And there's no more AEW pay per views for the year, so Revolution is not before the end of the the pick year. February. All right, Um, Kevin. I don't know if you're paying attention, but your Jets are winning. Oh please! I don't want them to win. All right, good night, everyone. They're winning twenty to ten at halftime. How the hell did the Jets score touchdowns? How the hell did they score 20 points? Because you're not watching. That's why. Joe Flacco is your quarterback. That's why. No, it has nothing to do with Joe Flacco. It's got to have something to do with something else. You got a top five, Kevin? Hit us. Let's do it. All right. T-Donk. It's Kevin's top five. What you got, Kevin? This would have been more relevant last week or the week prior, I believe it was last week, when we celebrated the anniversary of the introduction of the Hardcore Championship in WWE. So my top five, which could be a top ten if you want it to be, but it'll be a top five of the best superstars ever that have held the WWE Hardcore Championship. The best superstars ever. Like the top, we're talking top talent here, people. All right, can I get a Mick Foley? Yes, Mick Foley was the inaugural hardcore champion, but he's not number one, Matt. He's number three on my list, and I had to literally revamp this because it wasn't in my notes that I thought it was. But Mick Foley is number three. Everything's good. Foley hits number three. T-Dunk, do you have a guess? Was Undertaker hardcore champion? I can't answer that. All right, Undertaker. Do you think he was or do you think he was? I think he was. I seem to remember What's him. That? Be- I-, I say Undertaker. I seem to remember him being a hardcore champion at some point. T-Dunk. T-Dunk. Undertaker is number one. Bing! On the list. He is the best superstar, in my opinion, to ever hold 
You got it now. Gone and made a big mistake. Core championship. Matt. God, I'm going to piss my pants. Uh, Go, go. I'm going to say Raven. Oh, come get out of here. Go piss your pants because you just did it with that guess. Jesus Christ. Look at that fucking mess. (laughs) Look at him. Look at him hobble. Look at him hobble away. Christ. Hobble fairy. Fucking gnome. Yeah, instead of, instead, of, instead of Thanksgiving, when turkey say gobble gobble, we're gonna be watching Matt hobble hobble. Fucking hobble hobble. Hobble 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 hobble. hobble. Get out of here, you jerk. Fucking mess. Yeah, what a what, who invited him here anyway? Hey, you know what I'm so glad about? He didn't ask Rocky Romero about that stupid fucking cat that he was clamoring over. Thank God. Oh, why didn't he do that? That actually would have been a fucking, good question. Fucking idiot. I was going to say the R word, but I'm, I know better. Yeah, but why didn't we say he should have, though? Because we, we built that up a lot. Speaking of R words, Rob Van Dam. Not top five. Oh. He's on. If, if, this, if this was a top 10, he would have been on the top 10. Not a top five. Uh, maybe Jeff Harvey. Are you going, are you going like guesses on the whim? Jeff yeah. Hardy. Would be top ten, not top five. Fuck. All right. Um, You're gonna forget some people that actually held this belt. I don't think you'd put Tommy Dreamer on the list. No, I love, I love, my, I love me. Some I know, Dream. but he's not list worthy. How about nah. uh, how about Kane? All right. Well, Matt's putting his headphones back on. So did we get uh, anyone? Kane is number. Kane is number five. There you go. Yes, we got Kane and the Undertaker. I All tried right. Rob Van Dam. He wasn't on the list. Can no, I get? No, and we also have Mankind at number three. Had, oh, Mankind number three. So no, we're only missing gonna... one. No, we're missing two, two, two and four for five. But if you want to go Altenski, no, just five. Uh, Gerald right. Briscoe. Get out of here. Go back and pee more. Go poop. Go Why? poop in the bidet. He was an excellent wrestler. Go poop in that bidet. Fuck. Yeah, Gerald Briscoe was actually a good guess. Now that I'm thinking about it, but no, it's a terrible guess. Former NWA World Champion? Are you serious? No, wait. Jerry Briscoe. Was yeah. Champion. Nope. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was Jack NWA Briscoe. World Tag Team Champion. It was Jack Briscoe. If Jack Briscoe held the held, held the world title, he'd be on the list. Speaking of the list, Ugh. fuck. Um, Tony. JBL. No, he's on the. He'd be in the top ten, but he's not in the top five. British Bulldog. No. I'm a big bulldog guy, but bigger stars held this belt. Al Snow. Guess this was a terrible idea on my end. Mike Awesome. Nope. Booker T. Booker T is would be number nine if this was a top ten. Taz. Nope. Jeff Hardy. I tried him. Yeah, not in the top five. Sorry. He was the other guy I forgot to tell you I, I tried. Oh boy! Um, this would have been more time appropriate when we, it was the anniversary of the inception of the Hardcore Championship. Big Show. Big Show is number seven, but he's not. Top well, Tommy Dreamer. No, we tried Tommy. Dreamweaver, I believe in me. Gold Dust. Jesus Christ, guys! These are I'm talking about main event guys here, like legit superstar main event guys. I thought I thought the British Bulldog was a main event star. Not compared to the the rest of the list. The Rock. This this actually could have been a can you beat that? Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho, number four, T Donk. Holy Chris, shit! I didn't even know it was a hardcore champion. Chris Jericho was a former hardcore champion, number four. 
So you're no, missing. Really sticks in my craw that they still call him Le Champion, by the way. I so you're missing that. number two, I believe. Yeah, just number two. Just of hardcore champions open somewhere, doesn't he? Now I do, yes. All right, well, someone say something. Oh, Kurt Angle. Yeah, number two. Ding, did a ding, did a ding, ding, did a ding. So you have Undertaker number one, Kurt Angle number two, Mick Foley number three, Chris Jericho number four, Kane number five, and rounding it out was Trish Stratus at number six, oh. Big Show, Jeff Hardy, Booker T, and at number 10, Christian and JBL could also be in conversation as well. I can't you believe this include- thing was fucking around for this long. You didn't include Sean Stasiak? He was like no. a three-time champion. No, I also Four-time champion. Holy shit. It's incredible. Or Stevie Richards or... Sean Stasiak is a seven-time hardcore champion, eight-time hardcore champion, nine. Shut up. Shut up. Fifteen-time champion, Tony. Stevie Richards is probably the biggest champion of them all. Wait, he's a 15-time champion? But I'm talking about the biggest stars that were – that. again, it means nothing because it was – the timing is off. It was a great list for a week ago. Yeah, but we didn't talk about it a week ago, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, well, because we didn't do the list. Kevin, my questions have to do with Halloween, and we're not going to get to them again this week. So there you go. We're not doing. We're not doing. Can you beat that? No, it's fucking almost ten o'clock, dude. All right. Well, why don't we just take it to the limit? Why don't we, right, do, guys, why don't we do fifteen minutes? Oh, we've reached the limit, sir. All right. That's. I got no problem with that. Let's ride. Uh, I have once again overbooked the show, so Tony hates me. Um, we want to. No, give... these these were good guests. I can't hate on this show. This show was awesome. Great thanks to uh, at Darth Watts on the Twitter machine, uh, Mr. Eric Watts from the UWN Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, AEW Dark, and Mr. Rocky Romero at Azucar Rock, uh, Talking Chop Mania this Friday night, 10 p.m., $15 on Fight.tv. You want to get it. You want to see uh, Sex Ferguson. You want to see El Chico Luchador. You want to see them all um, have a good time. Uh, and thanks to Tony and Kevin for doing this every Monday night here at the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. If you're watching on Facebook, thank you. If you're listening in podcast form, please uh, subscribe, leave a review, tell a friend, share it on social media. Uh, and if you're listening on The Rant, uh, we appreciate you. Come back next Monday night, 7 p.m. for episode 507. We are two weeks away from our nine-year anniversary show, people. That's two weeks. News. Quick shout-out once again to our friends over at FRM Pod, Front Row Material. Shout-out to Mikey Whipwreck, who's still uh, undergoing some recoveries. And shout-out to the crew of people that listen to Front Row Material. Some of them have been clamoring. They've been entering every Shining Wizards contest and haven't won yet. All I can tell you guys is keep entering, because Matt's giving away tons of shit, and there's a new prize package every single week. That's right. Thanks for listening. That's it. Follow us on all social media platforms at Wizards Podcast, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Shining Wizards, Patreon.com forward slash Wizards Podcast. We'll be back next Monday with another rip-roaring episode of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Hashtag Manscaped Pod. Hashtag Jingle Balls. We'll have more information hopefully next week. Oh, I can't mute you. All right. Say goodnight, you Gracie. motherfucker! I knew you were gonna oh, do that. You idiot! You idiot! You're an idiot! You're a fucking you. hump. I hate hump you. I hope we don't do a Christmas show with those fucking jackaloons this year. Ah, uh, there's no way we're doing it.
COVID, baby. They are, they got COVID in their veins. It's very, anything's possible. <laughs> All right, we're off the Facebook. Thank All you. Right. Oh, I got to stop everyone. recording. God, this is such a great show. <laughs>